Today's Mob Rules brought to you at 100% power. Because, you know, Dave's back. Because that, that's why we're back at 100% power. Hell oh, yeah. Hold on. Oh, Dave is chugging at you guys. Oh, man. Dave, you are you are just testing the limits of my expensive audio equipment. In their I can't face. put up with you guys unless I'm drunk, so I got to get going. <laughs> that's why you called out last episode, because you're like, I'm too sober for this, guys. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> this is not going to happen. Yeah. No, I felt uh, I felt I needed to call out, because I, literally, it was because of Oliver. If it hadn't been because of your young son, I'd have been here sharing the plague with you. Well, oh, I was like, going to say. Just fuck you, Dave. I would have been here like, hey, Danny, what's up? <laughs> Oh, you know, Dave, I, we told you to read Plague War, not begin a Plague yeah, War. Not be Plague War. Oh, man. <laughs> but I mean, if you were going to call out for like any episode, the one where I can easily make puns to cover it is definitely kind of my preference. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, before we begin, I guess we'll rewind a little bit. What's some of your takes on Plague War? Seeing as our listeners missed out and, and your infamous... Um, I was say, they, they didn't get to hear us argue about the structure of the I, story I or his venerable like wisdom. My, yeah. my venerable wisdom can add anything to it. So I, I'm happy with the way you guys reviewed it, just the way it is. Aww. I liked, uh, I liked your take on it for once. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's how I feel <laughs> Thanks, like, <dude>. uh, <laughs> I think we're going to keep doing book reviews. I feel we're going to keep doing them in a way that's not just a, Hey, we're going to retell step by step the entire story. Uh, kind of just talking large narrative curves. And I think the next one we have due is Spears of the Emperor. Ooh. I think coming down the road, I, I forgot. I made a schedule. Yeah, it, it comes just, out. Uh, it, we can get it so today. I, yeah, today. Today. Yeah, so today it's out. Finally out of being out of special edition. Mm. Um, I started reading Solar War. Um, that book oh, is to get that. a freaking amazing. Mm. I just need to get it from John. You oh, do. there you, you go. You had to order a hard copy, didn't you? I ordered a hard copy to get my coaster set yes. from Black Library. Uh, so I now have it on Audible and on a hard copy. All for the price of about $10 a coaster. <laughs> think after shipping is what it came out to. Worth uh, it. Yep. So worth it. But hey, GW, if you want to forge Worldify Black Library and just maybe send a couple of those books over to the U.S. so I don't have to spend like $30,000 shipping over here, <laughs> I'm, I would be all over that. Like something on something. Yep. I don't know. Me too. But yeah, Dave, long time no see. What's What's been going on? What's up with you? Uh, Apart uh, from the plague. So yeah, tell us your story. When we last left our intrepid Dave. What is your story? <laughs> Sing me the song of your people. <laughs> when we last left our intrepid Dave, he... Um, I, I he don't have music for this. Yeah. I'm saying I don't. I don't need it. Um, what's up, douchebag? Oh, you do have music <laughs> yeah. for it. There it is. <laughs> Uh, I, I wish I had Bravely Bold Sir Robin queued up because mm. I feel like that is accurately describes <laughs> what you're going to tell us. Sorry, we'll stop interrupting you. Oh, no. No, I, just kidding. Why? <laughs> not done yet. Why, why, why would you start now? That's uh, uh, um, Love you, buddy. I know, right? We got an episode of bullying to catch up on. <laughs> you, you have no idea. We got to be a star. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're choking on a dick. <laughs> Pretty typical. I got a tiny, to- I got a tiny throat. So, 
yeah, no, I was working on our, uh, yeah. when I de- completely derailed our urban uh, conquest campaign by getting deathly ill. That's okay. Oh, I've no. further derailed it by not being able to not be at work. You know who the one person is <laughs> that has not been derailed by it? Cody. Cody. And he's, God bless that he guy. Is, he's like, all right, I got everything. It's fully painted. When are we doing this final battle round? I was oh, like, man. We, we still got to do battle round number three, son. Yeah. Calm your tits, <laughs> Cody. Uh, that's for Cody right yeah. there. That's Oh, a, yeah. man, what a champ. What that a champ. guy's a good guy. Well, because he's got to start on his Deradio for uh, the Midnight Sun GT and the rest of his list for that that he's running. So oh. so he was like, I got to wrap up the Tyranids. Boop, they're wrapped. Done. I was like, all right. A Deradio? Can I... Uh, <laughs> That's the Australian version of the, <laughs> of the Dreadnought. It's exactly the same. It's just three times the price. Super gay. And upside down. <laughs> oh. Not that any of our no, listeners. I, I hit, I hit yeah. the wrong button. But oh, yeah. Sheesh. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. It was meant to be a bedumps, but I got oh. a side trombone. But I feel the effect I, was yeah, the same. Just, yeah, it's just, just the, the same. same. God, I forgot to bring your present today. Oh yeah, I have it. Like I have it ready to go. You have a, a present for bag. me. I really do. Yeah, and it's really is nice. Is it another bag of shit that's on fire? I mean, it's Flame a bag, it's a bag of shit, but it's a bag of shit that you want. Believe me. All right, got it. Uh, no, so I, I had uh, finished up my Dire Avengers. Nice. My first set of Dire Avengers. I built nice. my second set of Dire Avengers and converted one of the uh, extra models I bought off of eBay Dire Avenger into an Autark rather than a Dire Avenger Exarch. Nice. So that I have uh, a full battalion. And uh, because I wanted to keep rolling on forward, uh, I picked up two planes and a wave serpent because I uh, I feel it fits my fluffy narrative. And by fluffy, I mean two planes kind of seems dickish, but I'm not going to build them as the absolute big <laughs> models. Um, I mean, if you bought it's they're all kind of dickish. Right. But so my... my personal story narrative it's like what we have buying a dual handgun rifle kit but promising not to build the most dangerous one yeah. the other one's still I mean, pretty fucking bad here i glued the stock on kind of crooked so it's a little <laughs> bit harder for me to shoot it right but i mean it still fires a full volume pretty much would be a blunderbuss in my case yeah I just shoved a bunch of nails in there. <laughs> no, just kidding. I didn't put in nails. I just put in like I put in screws. a bunch of thumbtacks. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like yeah. I just wanted you to. I didn't want it to hurt so bad. I didn't want you to die. Right. Just, just really wanted to shoot you with something painful. Just permanently maim you. Yeah. Like right. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I feel like it fits my personal narrative. So that you've got Farseer to be in his his squad of Dire Avengers arrives on the planet to search mm-hmm. for whatever that uh, Eldrad sent them for. Uh, find the Wraith Lord. Milk. Fired. <laughs> they went for milk. Yeah. We found milk on planet Four Loco. Please come get us. If it's um, your personal narrative that all the uh, Eldar are cat furries. No, that doesn't fit anybody's fucking narrative. You fucking oh, shut man. up. Oh, Jesus. The amount of furries I, I saw last weekend at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> I will flip this table. Holy shit. Um, so, and then the wave serpent comes, comes in to pick him up. Um, flanked by two planes just to get them off the planet. That's that's the way that I have it. Yeah. It's not to be a competitive list because it's not even remotely built to be a competitive list at all. So, and it, it fits, and I really just wanted to paint some planes. Okay. They're really nice models. They're cool yeah. models. And they're multi-kit. You know, kind of make whatever the hell you want. So. Well, I mean, one of three. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
it's whatever still, you want within that limit. Within that limit. Fucking God, I'm John. <laughs> Shit. In my face. You can build whatever you want. Can you build a wave serpent, Dave? I don't think you can. Well, a I wave mean, serpent isn't a plane, so. I can. Out can of you it. build do you a scene to do it? <laughs> yeah, I kind of do, actually. <laughs> All right, stay out of my truck. That's where my unbuilt kid is. I don't need you to turn it into a wave. Danny, go into his here. truck right now. Dave, your window was rolled down, right? Uh-uh. Oh. I rolled it up. I don't trust John's neighborhood. Sketchy. It's fair. Yeah. Any place that'll let John live. <laughs> the house is under my wife's name. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's so I can hide from the police. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I haven't even worked on that anymore. I've just, I've been too, too swamped with work, too swamped at, at home dealing with kids and stuff like that. Bought another car, so. Oh, hey, look, oh, look at you. Yeah, it's a stick because I hate my kids. Oh, oh, you Oh, you actually bought another car. I mm-hmm. thought you were talking about, like, your motorcycle without. No, you, you bought no. a car because your kids asked for a car, so you decided to be oh, a supportive right. father by getting them stick shift. Yeah, getting them like, a, fuck you, figure it out. Getting them a smoking deal on a really nice automobile. that You know why it's a smoking deal? Drive. No one drives stick. That's right, and they need to learn, oh. so. Other than that, that's pretty much all I've been up to. Hey, Danny. Oh, oh, oh. except I oh. did play in the States tournament before. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is going you, back to the way, mm-hmm, way back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You had a uh, if only a I had like a cameo. dream sequence I, noise. I was able to have <laughs> one game in our States <laughs> tournament. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I am going to be providing all of the sound effects yeah. for yeah, thank you. from now on. Yeah, yes. I'm Seriously, limited to eight, so... Anything more than that is And they're not even good, so. (laughs) What's up, douchebag? That's pretty good. good, Um, No, I played in our states tournament because I wanted to make sure that we hit GT status, uh, which we didn't, so. (laughs) Which was a failure. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I had to leave because I had graduate high school graduation stuff and i mean i'm proud of you you finally graduated <laughs> right about fucking time <laughs> it wasn't so much graduation as them finally just going please leave. just get out of here seriously it's uh, two plus you're two even, you're technically due to prior offenses you're not even allowed on the <laughs> campus anymore so what's <laughs> well, two plus two seven great you graduated get out <laughs> nice did i graduate magna come loudly <laughs> uh there yeah, thank you thank you thank you um, here i got one boo <laughs> that's from the danny board yep i have a lot of buttons like push them if you Just want turn that one off <laughs> danny board um, so i played against uh danny's second round opponent for first round oh yeah which one which is what which one again i cannot remember his name his name is linton linton thank linton you. he was Space he was Wars. down from um Fairbanks. Oh, yeah, he was. Right? He was. Linton. I mean, it's easy to say with spite that name. I appreciate ah. that a bunch about him. Linton. I, I had a oh, Linton. Yeah, Man. see, there you go. I don't feel like that's the necessary I'm terrified and my name isn't I even en- Linton. I en- I enjoyed Linton's, uh, the game with Linton. <laughs> cool. Okay. Cool. I thought that was going a different direction, but all right. I enjoyed Linton's game. Uh, oh. It felt great having his he Space had, Wolves hit me first turn because he seized on me. Uh, oh. And then rolled boxcars uh, for a... Ch- or rolled... Uh, Six for an advance and then boxcars for a charge. So his. Uh, oh man, I would use that dice personally for was, all of my hit rolls. I was like, hmm. Okay. You're on my army already. Neat. I'll be rolling all of those dice for all of my Overwatch shots. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I deployed in a way that was, that I thought was 
right for what I wanted him to do. And he did exactly what I wanted. He set up exactly like I wanted. I was like, all right, I've got you in my line of fire. All of your units are visible to everything I have. I'm going to back up on my turn, and it's going to be amazing. Because well, I'm going first. Apparently, yeah. you deployed exactly the way he wanted you to. <laughs> it's kind of like the dude in Kung Pao who they train wrong as a joke. Kind of. <laughs> I lost all my models, making me the winner. That's not how this works. Um, he, he, uh, yeah, he seized, and then everything went badly after that. Uh, I ended up losing 14 to 36, I believe. Yes. And, uh, and we played all the way through to completion. He didn't table me. That's good. Um, because apparently custodes are really fast when the entire army of your opponent, except some scouts, is on the other side of the board. They're really and you, annoying. And you deep strike them by the scouts and then proceed to make the scouts pay terribly for all of the sins of their fathers. <laughs> like when I play Space Wolves, I'll try and bait out their stuff coming in. So like I'll have like my little thing here and it's like Wolf and you're like, ah, surprise. And you're like, yeah, cool. All my army's over here. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you about surprise, son. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, it was ugly and just not good. I was like <laughs> praying to draw him on the first round or oh. like on the second round after I saw like, so, so as we're playing along, he's sitting there, he's like, yeah, I'm racking up points. And I was like, if I were you, I'd slow down because Danny's over there racking up points. And you're going to end up slaying <laughs> Danny next round. He's like, what? No way. Uh, so he drew Danny next round. You got to do that tactical 2014 win. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Low ball that first game, dog. Uh, great opponent. Had a good time playing against him. Nice. Everything had fucking storm shields. Which I'm going to go say again, <laughs> fuck storm shields. All no, right. I mean, you're playing custodes, complaining have, about invulnerable saves. Uh, they're four ups instead of three ups. Some of them are and three I, ups. Some of the, some of the three ups. The worst. I'm is saying three mine ups. are four ups versus his three ups. Everything that I shot at had a three up save. Right, but yeah. you have three up saves too. Some some of your stuff does. Some right. nothing I brought. So oh. Okay. oh. That's fine. I usually don't bring any three up saves with custodes. They don't yeah, need it. It just it's too many. It's too many extra points. Yeah. Um, for a model that's already over 50 points to start with. so Fair. Um, Big fair. I did forget a... Um, I forgot a stratagem I was planning on using um, to revive my uh, bike captain in combat with his warlord, which would have killed yeah. his warlord. Did um, you forget about Tanglefoot Grenade? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. No, I didn't get a chance to use it. <laughs> oh. Okay. He no, remembered I, it, but he was like the small tear rolling down his face as he realized he couldn't <laughs> use it. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I was gonna. I was gonna have the uh, bike captain fight again, which would have killed his warlord. Oh. And oh, like you mean when he dies? Yeah. 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 Live he, and learn, or die and learn. And I guess I forgot about the heroic uh, intervention by Wolfen of like seventeen know, inches. Say, yeah, something oh. like that. So I was like, I'm good. I've gone around. I've flanked around your wolf, and I'm now into all of your characters. Ha-ha! Surprise, wolf and were like, surprise, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> oh, was that you were within the table of Wolfen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were on the table, so they could heroically <laughs> Guess I'll just die. Yeah. Guess I'll just die then. Um, yeah, no, I had a great game. I, I learned a lot about that particular list. And that mm -hmm. I don't think straight custodes so now necessarily you're, be completely viable. Anymore. So now you're working on a Space Marine list. Okay. No, I'm working on a list for for, uh, for fun for the GT that's coming up. So that I just don't have to worry about whether I play or, or whether I win or lose. You know, I'm just, okay. I, I'm doing it for the, for, to test contrast. So. Cool. 
So like it, like you you saw the list. It's not optimized in no, any it's way, just shape, bad. or form. It's a, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, no 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 offense, Dave. I don't take any offense to that. I looked at what models yes. I could offense, build. Offense, Danny. Yes, offense. Yes, when That's I showed Danny I my list, when I showed Danny my list, he was like, "That's yeah, okay." Which is like a polite bad, but you just got like a straight bad. So I'm like, yes, a win. That's like a white dwarf list, Dave. That's what that's what I think about. Oh, Jesus, right now. that's not a that's not an I, insult. I, that's I, just I, accurate. Again, it's what I have unbuilt sitting on my shelves, yep. so that I can yep. build to use the contrast paints. Because my goal is to paint the entire list except Bobby G. Because I'm not fucking painting him with contrast paints, and and the Imperial Guard that are already painted. Um, if my present to you was a Leviathan with twin storm cannons, I'd would probably that be use something it. that you painted. Not with contrast, but I yes. Oh, oh. All right. Imagine I'm not painting. What so? One of the things about this list of stuff that I'm building is that I'm going to paint it as ultramarines to match with. Okay. That. I would not paint a Leviathan, a sexy, sexy Leviathan with uh, with, with contrast with ultramarines and not con. I wouldn't. You know what? I might paint it with contrast because I can fix it up later if there's if something's wrong with it. But sure. I just want I want to do show with somebody who is not a golden demon winning person or a uh, tutorial writer for GW could do with contrast for a change. Sure. You know, harsh words. I was just thinking, imagine, okay, you're invited to White Dwarf to play in a battle report, and you're like, yes. Oh, you, this is a list I'd take you, hands you, down. You make your list. You go there. You're super hyped. It's a great list. It's going to be a fun battle. You get there. Like, oh, yeah, we don't have that painted. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we're going to need you to use this uh, unit of five neophytes. <laughs> in conjunction with what? It's what we got. <laughs> Figure it out, son. Figure so it's it out. Just five neophytes. Yeah, that's all you have. Actually, two thousand point list <laughs> <laughs> versus the new sisters of battle. <laughs> it's to represent the scene. Oh, they're just uh, th- what are they? Uh, Death guard. Yeah. Oh, old, to represent that one battle. What was that? In, uh, was that in Lords of Silence? Were they? Yeah, that was in Lords of Silence. Came down and they just like. Wrecked oh, everything. Fuck yeah. Stupid yeah. ass sisters. Mm. Mm. OP. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, that's that's what I've been up to. Nice. Danny, what what have you been up to? <sighs> um Dramatic Sigh. Yeah. No. Uh, you sad music for this? <laughs> John Cube the sad music. There it is. It's my favorite commercial too. I gotta gotta just I hit the button to repeat it. Go. Okay. All right, so um, <laughs> oh man, you got to stop me! <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> so after so like I did, I got some decent hobby progress done before states because I had to get some stuff painted. Like I painted up six uh, tomb blades for my necrons. Oh right, yeah. Um, I also painted up uh, a God. What did I paint? painted something else too i don't know anyway i i definitely painted a canoptic cloak uh cryptech as well which was cool because i didn't have one of those done that's a great model that model is really awesome um i've been building some models so i didn't actually i haven't actually owned any doomsday arcs so i ordered three of those from our local store and picked those you didn't up. have any of those no, i had none huh. it's weird it just never happened you know it's like 30 it's like the 40 year old virgin it's never happened for me. No. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's like the four-year-old version. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just like that movie. I swear to God, if you break my Mexican wrestler ball opener. That'll be it, Dave. You're out. You're out. Mute your microphone. 
<laughs> Dave came down with bad gastitis. <laughs> um, so I just built one. Oh my god, those models are the worst built. I hate building those things. Oh, it's it's just like lining up all of the little freaking ribs, and you line mm-hmm. up all the ribs so like they're perfectly straight. But then when you attach it to the main section, it's now at like a thirty degree angle so away weird. from it. Yeah, it's a weird angle. So. It's taken me like three lunch breaks to build one Doomsday Arc. I was Oof. hoping to have them all done this week, but I just I just haven't had as much time as I wanted to or haven't been as fast at building them. So I built the one, and then I immediately broke out a Lord Discordant and started building that instead. <laughs> so. <laughs> so that's where the sudden like chaos lists are coming from. Or well, like, man, fuck nah, nah, he's, I, I've had the yeah, Lord Ds for quite a while. Yeah. And like I like that. The flawless host Lord Discordants are now getting some like press because those are the totally the best ones. So I'm super I mean, excited to play with I those. I feel like we might have said that in some sort of review we did of a codex. I mean, it's almost no, like we sat at an audio, video, and uh, community <laughs> website <laughs> article. Uh, yeah, the amount of attacks Lord Discordant oh. gets is super dumb. Uh, I mean, flawless but, host. But he can't nearly be as good as the Chain Lord, right? Chain Lord's good too. He's actually in my list. I decided. So. I want to play a list that's really close to the one that uh, this last week here has been talked about. Uh, the Team USA is bringing to ETC, apparently. Okay. Um, so it has uh, a Demon's Battalion with a bunch of Plague Bearers and uh, the Epitome of Slanesh, which is such a good model. Like I've been, I've been talking about that one which, quite a bit. Is, that, model the, is that the, the Master that's the Blaster one, the, one? That's the Mirrors. Oh, the oh, Mirrors. Okay. The mirror is amazing. So it has an aura of take a leadership test on 3D6 or you can't fall back. Okay. So if you combine that with Plague Bears. Ooh, that's really shitty. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, or or the other parts of the list. So the other parts of the list is it has a Heretic Astarte Supreme Command um, with uh, Araman, um, a Sorcerer. The, so their list has a Sorcerer with Crimson Slaughter. Yep. Um, and then a uh, Lord Executioner that's a World Leader. And Mortarian. Super yeah. friends. And then also yep. three Lord Discordants. And that's like the list. So it's so I, I think I'm going to swap out the Sorcerer for a Chain Lord because I want to play with that. That seems like it would be fun. Um, uh, and like I get why they're taking the the Sorcerer because he's, cause he's Crimson Slaughter so he gets access to their strat. Right. And their stratagem is uh, you pick a piece of terrain within 12 inches of him and any enemy units within, like, I think it's three inches of the terrain or maybe mm-hmm. it's six, are uh, minus one to hit from shooting. You just do it at the start of the shooting phase, their shooting phase. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, that is a gross ability if somebody so has a fire-based belt. Combined so with the Plague Bear is minus one, sure. combined with the Cloud of Flies minus one. Yeah. Like, so combined with the fact you can't fall back. What's right. the... What's the plague bearers minus one? So yeah, if you have more than twenty in a unit, is it twenty or more uh, at the start of a phase? You're you're minus one to hit, gotcha. and then you can cast miasma on them. Miasma, which is minus yeah. one to hit, or you can do that on Mortarian. Yeah, it's, so I mean, it's, making Morty minus two to hit's pretty gross too. Yeah, it's pretty oh, mm. bullshit. Um, oh, and you have uh, the epitome has a psychic power that can target an enemy unit and make them minus one to hit as well. I believe. Man, that poor eight hundred point Castellan. <laughs> just sitting there just like boned you're hitting on sevens boy yeah get out mm. um anyway so that seems like a fun list to play and like you've got a bunch of great tools with armin so you can get 
uh, like warp time. Uh, you can get uh, death hex off on him. Um, so you have a bunch of really great tools with him that you can use. Uh, Mortarian's a psyker. The epitome's a psyker. Um, I mean, the, the epitome is just a, is it an actual model that moves around? Yeah. 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 Okay. It's it's two demonettes holding a mirror pretty it's much. Movement but, 12 inches. I thought it was two demonettes. A very light on. mirror. Right. <laughs> it's magic, dude. Yeah. It's magic. Don't All question right. it. There, and the mirror is attached to snake ten, two snake tendrils. Oh. I mean, sex. I mean, it's no tiny demonette. Are you sure it's not tentacles? Dude, but Hensicles? Hentacles? Hentacles? <laughs> yeah, they could be hentacles. Anyway, so that seems like a fun list to play, but uh, I want to concentrate on getting my Necrons up and going for uh, uh, Midnight Sun GT, which is coming up here. So it looks like we're going to have some out-of-state folks come up for that, which is great, yep. some folks from Washington area. Um, yeah, so I'm super I'm excited. looking to crush the crap out of them with my white dwarf list. <laughs> yeah. Which it will uh, henceforth Dave, be named. Don't feed them so many points, please. You're going to be, uh, <laughs> your list is going to be so uncompetitive it's the most competitive list there right. there it is it's, yeah it's it's so meta breaking no, no one knows how to deal with it because i got them and this is terrible and I'm they're like five intercessors but i wasted all my shots on these five models <laughs> it's gonna be the adam it's gonna i'm gonna be the mountain man of the, the GT. mountain man yeah, yeah i'm gonna show up come down from the hills and win <laughs> with, with a non-meta list come down what's this this is my imperial guard list i call it a leaf blower <laughs> have you heard of it son <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good times, good times. So Danny plays Dave in the in the first for first and second place, and Danny's just sitting there, mind blown. It goes to like figure out what? A what? It goes to <laughs> game a, five. We're just the top. Whoever wins wins. Just Danny's like, I don't understand, and I'm just sitting there like, I'm so confused. stone cold. I'm just stone cold. Just right. like just rolls all sixes wins. Goes to a time limit draw because Danny can't stop laughing at the table. <laughs> That sounds accurate. Like from my performance on the podcast, that seems like something <laughs> I would do. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm working on Necron list. Uh, I can't really decide what I'm taking. It probably is going to have some combination of three Doomsday arcs slash three uh, Doom Scythes. So hmm. something in there seems like it, it seems like something I'm going to take. So some trio of trouble. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like you have enough of the best unit that the Necrons have. What's that? Uh, the uh, scarabs, yes, scarabs. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, you should. They're really good. <laughs> they're solid, man. They uh, won me. I was gonna say flayed ones. Clearly, they're the best unit. Well, we'll talk about how good flayed ones are a little bit later, Dave. In a, in a, in, a, in a segment in Necron Army. In a, in a segment later on. Yep. Um, personally, but, yeah. So that's that's probably been. I've I've only played one game. Oh, I played a, a game with my orcs against Aaron. Oh uh, yeah, how did which that go? Was fun. Uh, so it turns oh, out yeah. relic shock attack guns, hella good. Uh, <laughs> had, you, had you forgotten that? Uh, apparently yes. <laughs> uh, that thing obliterated, uh, and Aaron didn't even have any good targets, but it just just wasted stuff. So because uh, he had a bunch of he had like six units of rubric marines. I think I remember that game because Aaron called you a blatant cheater and I said, there's no way Danny can cheat. He's a min-maxing bastard and he's good at it. He's really good at what he does. And then you screamed and yelled and called and insulted me and I was like, screw you. I was defending you, Danny. Go to cheater's hell, you damn dirty cheater. That is what happened, actually. Sounds pretty accurate. I, I think I called you some names that were inappropriate for the family store that I was in and uh, told you to eat all of the dicks. Yeah. All of them? All of them. I'm not that hungry. <laughs> Sorry, you, they're all quite you, small snacks. Yeah. With your tiny throat, you may have to work them down. 
<laughs> water will be provided. <laughs> it's like a hot dog eating contest. Uh, Gross. Dave, you're a competitive dick eater apparently now. Uh, at least I'm good at something. <laughs> yeah. Just runs in the family. It's a competitive dick. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> uh, uh, all right. So that was a mom joke. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> if, if you weren't aware, get a timestamp. That's just the kidding. first one since I've been back. I was talking about your dad. It's, uh, 2757. Joke's That's well done, sir. <laughs> all right. Um, yep. So that's pretty much how I've been doing. John, why don't you tell us about how your last two weeks were? Oh, man. So it was so amazing. So I, I had six weeks off for my company for paternity leave. And then I came back uh, three weeks ago or so. And I've worked for the past three weeks um, every day. So that's been fun. And then school started for me again this week as well. So so that's been fun. Um, but I do have all my models sitting in the exact same position they have been for the last three weeks. Oh, neat. So I'm, they look good. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> I there, wish yeah. mine were still sitting in the same spot. Um, so, yeah, I, I do like it's right now I'm trying to get my ducks in a row. Uh, I'm hiring up at my store so I can take midnight sun off. <laughs> so I'm going to be overstaffed by two people Hell for like a couple yeah. months. But I'm like, I'm, I'm taking that weekend. Um, and hobby wise, I've really just been listening and, and reading. So I picked up the. Uh, the Claws of the Gene Stealer book, the new Warhammer 40K Adventures. Nice. Uh, my, my son's already read that. says it's amazing once the next one, which is... Did he earn it? What's that? Did he earn it? Oh, no. It's If my kids express any kind of interest in 40K, I will buy them stuff to force that. Oh, he will so buy them the world. So, yeah. So he didn't earn it in any way? No. Oh, all right. Well, Amanda was asking me earlier if I would remind you that he didn't earn it. Oh, so. yeah. No, he did not. But I was like, hey, Dad, I'm interested in this 40K book. And I'm like, credit card. Let's go. <laughs> he, uh, Let's get you in this hobby. He had a, he had a birthday in the time that we were off, right? He had a birthday. So. We went and played mini golf. Um, yeah, I, I managed to buy him the book for getting his birthday. It was like the week after. Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then, so I got that. I, uh, continuing my Solar War journey. That, that one's super fun. Having a great time realizing that the main action is taking place when chaos is assaulting Uranus. <laughs> I want to do a personal shout out to the writers for choosing that as like the first set battle. Uh, they're trying to take Uranus so they have a stable point to jump to in the soul system. And like the first, the first hour and a half of the book is just them saying how important Uranus is. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, I can get I can get behind this. Oh man, did they scan it for obstructions? <laughs> oh um, man, but I mean, it's super cool. Nothing like a little Uranus siege to really get things going right. It's pretty blocked up with ships right now. <laughs> you could say there's a log chain. <laughs> um, <coughs> Oh man! All right, I'm done being like <laughs> ten. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's it's fantastic. Like when the the heretic fleet arrives, it's like Abaddon uh, arrives first for for Horus, and like the Thousand Suns kind of come in behind him, and he has this big conversation with Araman. But it's like a ghost version of Araman. It's like a psychic projection, and it's like Abaddon's like, "Ah, fuck you and your psychic shit." So it's kind of nice seeing like the different Abaddon again, <laughs> you know, because we have like 40k Abaddon from like Talon of Horus. Um, Black Legion and things like mm -hmm. that. He's a very different character sure. than these early ones. It's kind of nice like getting an introspective badass in those. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and then 
it's kind of nice because they're starting to put numbers on things. Like right now, it's there's around nine thousand vessels in the salt <sighs> system for this, and I was like, it really kind of gets the scale um, all together for it. So I've been super yeah. enjoying that part. Um, pre-ordered Spears of the Emperor. That's going to be coming out soon. I'm very excited. To, again, more current 40k. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I'm just trying to devour whatever I can, learning about kind of the post Cicatrix 40k world. I'm going to buy it today. Like I just yeah. need to get on my phone and do it. Yeah, it's like I said. I'm very excited for that. And and you know anything Densky Bowden does, where they're like, here's uh, free reign, go go crazy. Oh man, I'm sure this that chapter is going to have so much character. Yeah, I'm oh, very yeah. excited. It's going to have so much character. You were going to need a supreme command to run it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and you saw that uh, they so they when they released their limited edition, they released a special chapter tactic for the yep for them. Yeah, and then in uh, on. Uh, Warhammer Online or Warhammer Community this week, uh, they had an article about them, like kind of some other background and stuff, and also released the rule for there as well. Yeah, so yeah. anybody can use it. Uh, it's super cool, and I like I said I, I kind of like the idea, like the limited edition coming out right at the start, and you have like the little hey, you can get this and you can do this, but kind of releasing it for everyone later on is super nice too. It's a good yeah. way to go. It, it is a good way to go because it kind of it rewards people who are able to get in and buy eighteen copies to sell on eBay first. <laughs> right. Um, and then kind of, you still kind of get the benefit later. So, so nice job, GW. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was super good. I got like, I was worried when I was like, oh, we're going to have limited releases and then in the future you'll get like your regular right. bug. But I mean, I think it's being handled well. I mean, you have to, you have to do something to kind of promote these, these releases. Yep. Um, and these look, I saw a uh, Libra Chaotica is coming back out. I'm very <laughs> tempted by that. I saw an article this week, or, or somebody made a post with like a picture of them for sale, like the previous version, mm-hmm. for like four hundred dollars. It's like forty thousand pennies. Uh, Yikes! It's a lot of money for a book that was retailed at like seventy bucks or something yeah, like that, and it's reprinted oh. now. Right. So yeah. hopefully those prices will go down. <laughs> hopefully, because yeah, it's such a it's great. Book. It's a great book. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I haven't done anything. But on the plus side, I haven't made any lists. I haven't changed my death guard at all. It's kind of still going what we're talking about last time. Nice. Look Just at you. Stop theory crafting wow. and start rolling dice. And start actual crafting. Actual crafting, yeah, like making tables. I don't know. Um, but I'm excited. I mean, Dave, I want to play your contrast list. I think that would be <laughs> a good matchup. Cause You're going to be oh. so sad when you lose randomly. I don't have a lot of guns in my list, so I think it would be a good match. Neither do I, so that's fine. Plus, it'll be a cool Gulliman versus Mortarian fight. Oh, yeah, and that's there you always go. I fucking hate those. Mortarian wins that fight. Mortarian is... Gulliman is like fucking Triangle Man. All it's all right. All right. I think you're underestimating how good he is. What I'll do is when the combat... No, not under, no but versus the other Primarchs is just like... <laughs> Because, you know, he doesn't have super demon strength. So, <laughs> Davey does have your mortal enemy, yeah. and he has a three plus invulnerable save. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you know this <laughs> or not, but when you have an option of something that dies, getting back up, uh, for me, it's always going to just stay dead. I'm going to play narratively, though, and when, like, uh, Gulliman and Mortarian get into combat, Mortarian is just going to sit and talk for, like... Three oh, we're four <laughs> hours. We're, ch- we're chess clocking. So Which is chess clocked, want. and so I'll end up losing because I'm talking too much instead of just fucking crushing Got you. Got caught monologuing. <sighs> Plague war. Mm. Monologuing. Um, but yeah, so like that's still on the horizon. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just kind of trying to schedule out hobby time. That's my hardest thing right now, right? Because, you know, work is taking up so much time. Kid, family's taking up so much time. Um, school is now taking up so much time. It's like, where do you fit in? 
Where, where, where's John? Where's John time? Yeah, it's not. It doesn't usually happen until the fall, man. I mean, that's that's the biggest problem with uh, summer in Alaska and trying to get in hobby time and game time. There's so much more stuff to be doing that you can't do eight months out of the year. Yeah. So it's really hard to do stuff. Yeah. And poor us with our very hot weather, fantastic fishing, and beautiful scenic hikes. Yeah. yeah. For a month, <sighs> bastards. Please, please pity us. <laughs> pity us now. Well, you well you can. Well, yeah, well, you can. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, something. Earl Hagen was a legend. In 1960, he whistled his way into Hollywood and into our hearts. Decades later, he made a comeback, lending those lustrous lips in the 1980s to such bands as the Scorpions, Guns N' Roses, and Pat Benatar. A half century after his humble beginnings, he's at it again. This time without cumbersome musical accompaniment, he'll have you wetting your whistle and whistling along. His new album, Earl Whistles Disney, is sure to be a hit with all generations. Order now and receive a bonus album, Earl Whistles More Shit, a collection of previously unreleased material of Earl's favorite songs through the years. On this bonus album, he demonstrates his newly mastered technique of inward whistling. Order yours today on compact disc or double-length cassette. Also available at fine retailers such as Walgreens, CVS, and participating Sam Goody stores. Earl Whistles Disney. Buy it today. And we're back. Mm. And by uh. less popular demand, um, Plastic General returns. <laughs> yeah. By a so, demand. By a demand. Plastic General is pretty good, I guess. I mean, I guess, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> based on kind of recent listener emails and Danny's recent success, I decided we're going to do some Plastic General first. <laughs> so, so just so I'm clear, we, yeah. we had a listener ask us uh, for some advice on a list. Uh, and then Danny's had some success. So you thought that you and I should play Plastic General with an army that we know nothing about. I mean, yeah. I mean, here here's why, right? Danny knows a little bit about Necrons. One or two things, right? Yeah. So we can make our little list. And <laughs> the listeners can't see when you shake your hand a little bit, Danny. It's just like, yeah. 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 I guess I'm um, so fair to Midland. Yeah. It, it's good advice on different units and different tactics oh. and different things. I can't wait for my list to be completely wrong and just shit uh, on as, it, so. as, as well as... As well as kind of giving us an insight into what makes an Necron list like this. I will say I chose the secret ingredient this time. The secret ingredient unit we all had to use in our 1,500-point Necron lists was flayed ones. Mm. Hooray! Hooray! Uh, flayed ones, the slightly overcosted close combat specialist unit of the shooting army. Um, yep. Also completely though. insane, yeah. Completely, well, that's why they chose them, the, the insanity. The fluff for the flayed ones is so cool, It's though. amazing. Isn't it just... They're, they're nuts and now wear the skins of humans to try to be human again. Right. They want to reclothe themselves in flesh. So yeah. Yeah. They want to be human again. Can't have your or, soul transfer. Or whatever their race was, technically. Yeah. Ne- you, Necron. Yeah. Right. Well, you, you can't Necron have too, your, right? your soul like, transferred to a robot if you just put skin over your robot body again. You're, you're a Necron too. You already got a skeleton. Yeah. Blade ones are the uh, Buffalo Bill of, uh, of the 40K universe. Accurate. It well, rubs the lotion on its claws. Them and Night Lords. But, like, they eat meat and stuff. Like, they try and chew it, but it just falls out of their mouth because, like, you know, they can't swallow things. 
Have they tried like going Slimer vegan? from Ghostbusters. Oh, why would they do that? I don't know. Well, obviously they haven't because they'd be talking about it continuously. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you would know it if yeah. they had. <laughs> Someone needs to convert like a flayed one oh, that's just God. covered in lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> He's vegan. <laughs> you have 18 flayed ones in Charles. Charles is vegan. Guys, flesh is murder. Flesh, he just runs up killing people. And flesh is murder. <laughs> He's a kale one. Oh man, now we just think flayed ones are like PETA representatives. Um, but yeah, I love their their. their Do you like it when I wear your skin. Ah. <laughs> I love flayed ones. The look of them. There's some amazing conversions out there as well. Um, the the description, the backstory of of the units here is like tragic to me. Like as the Necrons in general, as they were tricked into being these robotic slaves. And these dudes are like, no, it's all good. I'll just staple some skin back onto my face and see. See, I'm normal. I'm good. <laughs> I'm back to flesh. I'm back to flesh. Uh, also, they're they're really good. Uh, like overcosted a little bit. They've but, got some cool rules going but on. But they got actually. some. Yeah. They have some unique rules to them that you don't spot a lot in the the Necron Codex in general, right? Um, and I think yeah. that's what's important. They fill uh, a very unique slot that some people might not be expecting. Just so. Uh, I'm not expecting it, John. So why don't you go ahead and tell us your list? Oh shit! I got to start. Let me. Yeah. Okay. Oh no! If my list is going to suck, I want it to go last. <laughs> hey, so uh, I, you know, I'm not super familiar with the stratagems and things like that. There, so I went for just one outrider detachment. I'm sorry. What? I went for a single outrider detachment. <laughs> okay. In 1,500 points. 1,500 okay. points. Yikes. Oof. Um. So, <laughs> with a total of four command points. Okay. Um, I took An uh, An Ricker the Traveler uh, as an HQ. Oh, that's a cool choice. But my warlord is a destroyer lord. Um, oh, he's angry. Yeah, he's very angry. He has a virus. There's a lot of viruses going on in these Necrons. For a metal army, there's a lot of health issues with them. <laughs> um, next up, I have two units of 19 flayed ones. Wow, okay. Uh, followed up by three units of nine scarabs. Are you sure this isn't a vanguard? No, you have three units of scarabs? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Three units of nine scarabs, and then a single kineptic spider. All right. So 1,500 this, points. Oh, you said outrider. Okay. Yeah, because they're fast. AF. Got it. Fast AF. Uh, the idea is, um, flayed ones come down. Um, uh, and Ricard, the traveler, he gives some great buffs if you charge. Mm -hmm. Or charge is going to be plus one to hit, so you have a whole shitload of attacks coming in. I think he gives plus one attack as well, right, Danny? Within three inches. Within three inches. So if he charges in with the flayed ones, he's given plus one attack for, I think, a total of an extra 38 attacks between them. So this unit is throwing out about almost 100, 110 attacks that are re-rolling to hit when they stay within the Destroyer Lord, who's going to have the Warlord trait of impeccable con uh, Implacable Conqueror. And because of the flay one claws are re-rolling to wound. So 100 plus attacks, re-rolling to hit, uh, re-rolling to wound, hitting on twos. That's pretty cool. Um, it's, it's all a giant gimmick. You know, it's scarabs run up the board, eat everything. Spider's there to kind of just be a spider. Yep. Um, but it kind of <clears throat> really rests on two giant units of flayed ones being massively buffed up and, and kind of getting into combat there. Sure. Smirt. Smirt. I like it. All right. What about you, Danny? No, no, no. Oh, no, no I'm no, going to go Dave. No, I'm no, last. Yeah. God damn it. You remember how this goes, right? No. The guy who actually, I get to judge your list. Yeah. The guy who Before actually. Before you give us your list? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. We, we got a, my list has a tremendous gimmick as well. We so. got a system. Uh, I've got a mild gimmick. 
All right. right. Let's hear it. All right. So I have uh, two detachments. I've got a Vanguard detachment. Oh, look at this guy with two fucking detachments. Right. Well, he's the, other boss. the other one's just kind of a give me some CP detachment. Um, uh, so I've got a uh, in the uh, Vanguard detachment, I've got a Cryptek with the uh, Nightmare Shroud and the Canoptic Cloak. Uh, I have three units of Flayed Ones, two, to, two of ten and one of five. Okay. Though I am rethinking the five, but it was died ran out of time. Uh, and then one unit of uh, three Canoptic Wraiths. Okay. Uh, so this is my close combat unit. And uh, what Johnson. dynasty are these of? This is uh, Novok... Novokuk? Uh, the the yeah. real reason I chose Necrons was to make Dave pronounce yeah. quasi-Egyptian names. Yeah, you're a dick. Uh, they're the uh, the dynasty that allows you to reroll failed hit rolls in the fight phase for units with this code. Yep. If they were charged, do charge or perform heroic intervention. Oh, that was also my dynasty. Oh, okay, cool. Um, uh, so, uh, and then the battalion that I've got is uh, Mefret, uh with two two regular lords, nothing fancy, uh, and then two... Uh, there are three units of uh, 20 times Necron Warriors. Because big units of Necron Warriors are tough to kill off the table. In, yeah. theory, in theory. I mean, if sure. they got to pass the reanimation protocols, they, you know, and they come roaring back. Like, in my head, I'm like, shit, how did you fit 660 points of Warriors in your list? And I'm like, oh, wait, you didn't try and max out a very expensive type of unit in Flayed mm-hmm. One. <laughs> it's a, you, it just has to be a dash of the ingredient, John. It doesn't have to be the whole list. I... I I'm, I'm with you, John. They're very expensive. Because I thought about it, doing yeah. as big as possible unit as, as possible. But I feel like it's like if that's the secret ingredient, it's like if the secret ingredient was steak and you were told to make a steak dish and you're like, here's a salad with First a off, side. No, the secret filet. ingredient is never steak. It would be something like turmeric. You have to put <laughs> I excuse you. Noticed. <laughs> Bless you, Dave. <laughs> uh, all right. So in, in my uh, in my Vanguard detachment, I've got the... Uh, so the the canoptic cloak, which gives him the fly ability, just you know, basically he's already there. Uh, he can give uh, uh, extra wounds back to living metal models. Sure. Um, and then the nightmare shroud is, uh, you know, your save is increased by one. Uh, oh, in addition, you subtract uh, leadership while they're within six inches. That's not what I thought I had. It's also a really Did good mega. Were you thinking song? of the veil of darkness? I meant maybe? the veil of dark. I meant to grab the veil of darkness then. Okay. Uh, veil of darkness is the one that te- allows you to teleport. A yep. u- unit, so he could be like, "Ha, ah, let's go!" And he just grabs one of the squads and throws them in the face of the enemy. Okay, is my plan. Um, also, not having direct access to the codex on a, since it's the, literally the only one that I don't own. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. I think if you, s- yeah, okay. Um, so I, I wasn't familiar at all with whatever stratagems I could go with. I had to go with what I knew off of the uh, fan-driven content. So, okay. hoping my list is mostly accurate. Uh, so anyway, I came out to fourteen ninety one of mine. All right, Danny. So, let's talk about your list before I talk about my list. My list. Why are you looking at me? So let's talk about John's list first. Yeah, I'll so talk about it. Let me just make sure. How big are your necron? Uh, how big are the flayed one squads? 17? Two units and nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, that's a lot. Um, and did you? What was your HQ? It was uh, Anrakir, the Traveler. Yep, and a Destroyer Lord. Okay. Yeah, those are both pretty decent. Although the Destroyer Lord doesn't really have any synergy with the rest of your list, it seems like, maybe. It's just to kind of speed up, and because he's got he's the Warlord of the unit, uh, and the Warlord trait is to reroll charges. Oh, okay. His idea is to YOLO up the table and make sure the Flayed Ones get into combat. That's not bad. Yeah, I could see that. And he was like the cheapest, fastest unit. And then, so it was three units of Scarabs as well? Yep. 
And that was it? Yeah. Uh, and a spider. Oh, one spider. One, one spider? spider, 27 scarabases. Oh, 27 scarabases. So it's three units of nine bases of scarabs. That's a lot of scarabs. Interest. Okay, hold on. I have to think about so, this. So, I mean, again. the idea for me... Because, like, right off the bat, I thought Dave's list was a lot better. Mm-hmm. But... I have to reconsider just stay, that. Stop That's talking. A lot of just ones. stop talking. So, we'll so just end it here. <laughs> this segment's over. Run the ad. <laughs> um, but okay, for me, like the, the the idea behind mine is just you rush the scarabs up the field. Now you keep the flayed ones off the table in reserve. Rush the scarabs up the field. That's irritating as shit to clear. You have the spider True. behind them trying to kind of repair and kind of yep. shit out little scarabs. Um, and then they clear out enough space where the flayed ones can come down. And by that point, your destroyer lord and the traveler are in good enough position that they can buff the the flayed ones to go into combat and make mincemeat out of pretty much whatever they touch. And this is really hard. Because they both What about suck? the lists? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking about Necron, so yeah, my dick is <laughs> just like a... Iron I mean, rod. I will be the first to admit my list is a one-trick pony, and when you figure that trick out... Like the minute they yeah. look at your list? Well, <laughs> burn. burn. Let's just hope I play you and you wouldn't be able to figure it out. You know, Danny's got all these models. We could just make him give them to us. I do not have that many fucking scarabs or flayed <laughs> ones. I don't even have enough flayed ones for my list because they're so hard to find. Like, I have six metal ones. That's that's the extent of, my, that's the, extent of the flayed ones that right. I own. Um, okay. Well, okay. That's a really interesting list, John, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's a lot of scarabs. So, so the only thing that stopped me from not taking more was a rule of three. And that's why there's a spider in there. And honestly, that's why there's a destroyer Lord in there. Cause otherwise it would just literally be flayed ones and scarabs. Hmm. Huh. All right. I'm gonna, so, okay. So let's talk about Dave's list while I'm, while I'm pondering this. Dave, oh. I like the addition of the warriors. So you have 60 warriors. Mm-hmm. Is that right? And then you have two Necron Lords. Yep. So that's an interesting choice. Why wouldn't you put the Necron Lord, a Necron Lord, in with the Novok, de, uh, the Novok detachment, and one in with the Mefret detachment? Well, because I needed two in the Mefret, well, and I wanted so to, I wanted to. So, in order to take a relic, it has to be in the same detachment as your Warlord, right? And I wanted to give it to the fastest moving model on it that I had, the cloak, so that I could get, you know, moving around the board. You wanted to move. give the fastest moving model a teleport, yeah. To, no, a group teleport, a grab and teleport to move stuff to where I need it. Uh-huh. So if he needs to move a unit of uh, regular guys across the table, he can. So, like, I think he's a really good choice if you're going to take, <clears throat> like, I think he's a good choice to hang out with the warriors. Really? Yeah, because n- Cryptex give a plus one to reanimation protocols for units within six. Mm-hmm. And since you have 60 warrior models, they're going to be the units that get, uh, like, they're going to get the units that that are killed most, most often and you're going to want to bring them back on a four instead of a five. Okay. I don't know. That, that would be, that would be my choice. I mean, it was, it was one of those open choices. I, I of, like of, that your list is pretty generic. Like it's like actually a oh pretty my. well-rounded list. Like it does, it does stuff like it doesn't, it doesn't kill a knight. Like that's, that's probably the weakness of your list. And no, I would say I'm, that's probably a weakness Linton's, of Linton's dice. I, I will kill a knight. <laughs> With get into shots. combat round sure. one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those things where I had, you know, I, I had to go off of what I knew about Necrons. Sure. And I knew that large units of regular troops are good. Um, large units of well, all of any of them in large amounts is good. I mean, so Necron warriors are probably less good than, 
Immortals. Right, but they also cost less so that I could fit the hyper expensive choice ingredient that John had, the the apparent black truffle, uh, black diamond the truffle. The black oven. diamond truffle. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's a very Dang. unique palette you yeah. need. All right, so let's talk about my list. And I think that I incorporate pieces from both of yours into my list. Kind as of, is tradition. As, just, as, as it is written. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, before you talk about the list, but before you talk about your list, which list won? Okay, so the list that I would probably play is Dave's list. I'm sorry, what was that? I would probably play Did Dave's list. you get that list. sound effect queued up, the loud <laughs> cheering fans? No, I have a... Uh, because you were joking right close enough but i think john's list has some interesting potential for play like mm-hmm. i think that there's some play there so that's kind of a cool list plus john has some cool stuff where like he can use anarchy to give a squad my will be done and that's something that your list doesn't have and what that does is that makes it gives them plus one to their charge distances right. which is huge for a deep striking unit well deep I, striking unit with a very shitty movement so i right. i did debate instead of just one regular lord also doing an overlord mm-hmm. um but I wanted to keep the size units that I had. So it was sure. like one of those. Because uh, an, an overlord gives the exact same. It gives my will be done. So, you know, I could get the same thing without spending for an overpointed uh Well, you'll ha- you'll, you'd have to take him with the Novo detachment. Because he can only buff dynasty units. All right. So my list. Let's talk about that. Yep. Yeah, let's talk about my it. My list is a one battalion. It's a Sawtech battalion. Okay. So my HQs, I have... Uh, Imatech. And so uh, the reason I chose Imatech is Imatech has some really great utility. First of all, he can buff two units with plus one to hit with my will be done as long as they're both Sawtech units. Okay. He gives plus one command point. So it doesn't matter that I have like one uh, detachment, whereas normally I'd probably play with two, like to be honest. Yeah. Um, and he's also got an extra wound. And he heals D3 damage every single turn. So he's like, he's really tough and hard to get rid of. And he has a really great, um, like, D6 Mortal Wounds shot per game, which is cool. Um, the other thing that he has is he has um, bloods, uh, Blood Nano Scarab Swarms. It's, sorry, Blood Swarm Nano Scarabs. Necro Scarabs, sorry. 40k midichlorians. Right, mm. there you go. And so what those do is they allow Flayed One units within 12 inches of him to reroll ones to hit. Okay. That's just a rule he has. He just gets a bonus to flayed ones. I mean, it makes sense. I, I was mean, actually looking on, through the codex for a character that buff flayed ones. Is, isn't there... Like, specifically. Mm-hmm. Don't the lord allow... The regular lords allow rerolls of one? To wound. To wound. No, to okay. hit. With, uh, with flayed ones, you're rerolling wounds anyway. In combat, right. yeah. So I've got him. I've got uh, two units of ten immortals with Tesla and one unit of five with Tesla. Okay. I have uh, two Doomsday Arcs to give myself a little bit of... Danny, it's only 1,500 points. You know that, right? Yeah, Doomsday Arcs okay. are only 160 points. They're pretty piece. cheap. Yeah. They're, not, they're not expensive. Stupid cheap for no reason. And then... Uh, <laughs> you can get two Doomsday Arcs for the cost of 19 flayed ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <clears throat> no. Yeah, no, that's almost exactly... Yeah, yeah that's no, almost I know because right I'm looking at my list right now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, and so then I have uh, I have a couple of Elite's choices. I Oh, sorry. I also have a, uh, a Cryptek uh, with a Chronometron. And what that does is it gives a 5-up vulnerable save to my units within uh, 3 inches of him okay. against shooting attacks, which is really useful for keeping the, uh, the Immortals alive if they don't have cover um, or... 
if I'm close to the flayed ones, which is part of my gimmick, which involves the last two units. My gimmick is I have the deceiver, the satan shard, the deceiver, mm-hmm. and I have uh, uh, 19 flayed ones in a unit. Okay. So how this works is the flayed, is the deceiver has a rule called grand illusion, where he can uh, redeploy uh, up to D3 units 12 inches away from your opponent. Well, dang. Actually, it might be nine. Let me look real quick. I haven't actually used them this edition. Let me um, use my thinking music for Necrons. <laughs> yeah, 12 inches from enemy models. Um, and so he also has Satan powers and stuff like that. But what I can do is I can teleport him and the Cryptech or him and Imotech uh, up the table so they're in the middle of the table to start the game along with the Deceiver. And so the Deceiver is a character with less than 10 wounds, so he gets shielded by the flayed ones. I pop the plus one to charge. How, how are the flayed ones getting there on the first turn? I don't deep strike them. No, I, I mean, well, he, you're he, taking Cryptech, Imatech, and him up the table. So he takes himself, right. the Deceiver, then I always take the flayed ones. Okay. You didn't say the flayed ones in that list. Sorry. So. And then if I can, it'll be Imatech and then the Cryptech as well. Okay. For units. And so, and Imotech doesn't really have to go because it's a 12 inch aura. So if I advance him on the first turn, there's a good chance he's going to still be in range of them. I mean, unless you roll ones. Yeah, sure. Fair enough. Um, anyway. That's, that's your comeback to everything, Dave. <laughs> unless you roll so, ones. So them getting a five inch move and then a 2d6 plus one, plus one inch assault on the first turn is pretty good, I yeah, think. And it would probably solid. be pretty hard to kill them, especially if I have a building to hide them in <clears> in the start of the game. I, I had forgotten that, that uh, flayed ones have the deep strike capabilities. So oh yeah, they get a free deep strike yeah. if they want. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was that's why I had that cryptic in there so that he'd be able to get up there if his ship was like, whoops, we need to get out of here. Boom, you know, he could get up there with as fast as he was and pick them up and move them away. Sure. So because knowing me, I'll deep strike in the wrong place like an idiot and be in trouble. And so flayed ones have three attacks apiece. Um, mm-hmm. If they have my will be done on them from Imotech or from. Uh, uh, an overlord for, from an overlord in general, um, yeah, or Anrakir or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get uh, two a two plus weapon skill. Imotech lets them reroll ones to hit, so they're hitting on twos, rerolling ones, and then rerolling all failed twin rolls. And so you can also spend one CP for disruption fields on their close combat attacks to give them strength five. So then they have like a unit of nineteen puts out something stupid like like fifty seven attacks. Hitting on twos, re-rolling ones, and then strength five, so wounding on whatever on you know, threes, re-rolling. threes, or even a knight is on fives, re-rolling, yeah. which is like 55%. So yeah. you're looking at like, if you got them all into melee against a knight, I think they take it down. like Or like they really hurt it pretty yeah. hard. Drop it down a couple so, levels anyway. And the nice thing about uh, the nice thing about Novoke on your guys' list, which is powerful, is that you guys can uh, can fight twice. With your flight yeah. one units, which is yep. which is or the wraiths, which is really good. Yeah, so. I said my list revolves just throwing massive amounts of dice, but like listening to Dave's is like, man, I should have put a cryptic in there to increase their um, to bring them back to bring them back to increase. It's really powerful, protocol. yeah. Because flight one's coming back on a four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they kill you down to two guys. You go uh, okay. Well, spend two and auto pass, and now. I'll roll all of these dice, and on fours, I get back models to my unit. Which have now have four attacks each that are just, yeah, it's... I mean, looking at it, we're, we're talking, and we're beforehand, 
when we we'd made our list and Danny's like, Oh yeah, let me make my list real quick. And I'm like, man, I didn't realize the flayed ones were so expensive. And Danny's like, no, they're not. And we're like, he's like, Oh yeah, they are. They are super expensive, but I think it comes from a place where if they're kind of built around or specs around, they can, like you said, they can take down in a single night in like one turn. It's a lot of saves. They're going to make him take. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're probably going to make him take 30 saves. Right. And Kunky Bastard's going to do it on and, three up instead of... Well, uh, and it's like people aren't expecting Flayed Ones to be like... I mean, they're almost like the butt joke of the Necron book, which is honestly why I chose them here. Because it's like, yeah, we could do like a, hey, make a, you know, a, with a Scarab or a Wraith or kind of other units, and then we're just going to get the same old kind of Necron list that, that right. we're going to get. But the Flayed Ones are just such a cool... Well, one, cool-looking model, cool-looking sure. backstory. Yep. Um, something that can be really specced around to just totally surprise someone. And so, like for our like for our meta, we play with a lot of. There's a lot of enclosed buildings in our meta, mm-hmm. and so uh, having an infantry unit that can assault units inside of a building to stop them from scoring objectives or things like that, especially ones that can deep strike, is a really really powerful ability and not to be overlooked. And so, building clearing is an important function of flayed ones, and uh, I think that you can really, uh, I think you can, I think they can really do work in the ITC format in particular. Can't. Can't wraiths also uh, assault into the building and clear it because they've got the weird? Yeah, they. Yeah, now that well, so kind of, they can move into the building, but they can't assault through the wall. So if they're uh, if they move inside of it, then they can assault during their right. But if they can't, if they can't get there though, like then they're they're boned, ribbed. Yeah, no, (laughs) for your pleasure. You imagine being an infantry unit. You're like, oh, we got the so sweet. We're just gonna be in here, dude. Let's make some copy. Like, got this objective. Well, T T. are English, of course. Well, well, here's the deal, right? Gulliman's <laughs> outside leading everybody around. We got this. your infantry wraith just pops up in the doorway, like. <laughs> see the way I see hey, what's it up, is, buddy? is the wraith kind of just pops through the wall, but has to spend like a few minutes kind of gathering itself. And it's like, okay, I'm inside. I didn't know what was here, so I couldn't charge or assault or be scary, but I'm here. That's fine. Where did everyone go? They're like, great, I have to charge out of this building again, and I can't assault anyone. (laughs) That's too funny. It's too good. Too good. Just those electric whips. Well, Dave, I believe we're 1-1 in Plastic Generals now. No. Because I won the last one. You won this one. Yeah, but we have had three of them. Oh, that's true. We had the original. Oh, it was the original. Oh, was that Dave too? That was Dave as well, I think. Man, I don't remember. I think it was a tie. Therefore, making it null and void. All right, so next one is the championship. Next one um, is the championship, and I can't even uh, remember what I put down course, for it. if you will. The dessert. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we've done the appetizer. We've done the main course. Next, we have dessert. I mean, feel like dessert. the flayed ones might have actually been closer to like a crudite or something. You know, yeah, like a, that's right. Yeah, bloody freaking duh, crudite. I'm sorry, I didn't go to culinary school, Dave. I don't know that reference. Yeah, well, my culinary degree is working great for me. I'm on the fifth rated 40k podcast based out of Alaska. <laughs> Wait, I was going to correct you until you said based out of Alaska because we're one of two. Good qualifier. Um, good qualifier. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to be right back. Um, we're going to talk about some Warhammer heroes. Oh, okay. Of the, what? the unknown known variety. Okay. Do you like cookies but want something more British? Buy biscuits. Not like those you have for gravy. British biscuits for dunking in your British tea. 
stiff upper lip guaranteed biscuits as recommended by Queen Liz of the Britons. And we're back. Um, uh, and we're back. Hey, so so I posted a non-controversial, controversial kind of opinion on Twitter. Why would you? How how brave of you to say something so I mean, controversial? So, yeah. <laughs> how can I say something so brave yet so controversial? Yeah. Or, um, or whatever it is. And mainly, it wasn't kind of the the, the, the divisive. It was bad, but the divisive part because I said that it was a divisive thing that John Blanche was amazing, pretty much, Ugh. right? Because I'm a big fan of his art. Danny, you're not as much. <laughs> um, I, I'm a fan of his art because it's what drew me into Warhammer, in right? The first place. So, so that's the divisive part. But people took it as just the like me saying that he had he was responsible for shaping 40k. What was the divisive thing? Uh, that that wasn't what I was meaning by the divisive thing. Uh, it was mainly John Blanche is amazing. I love his art. If it wasn't for his art, I wouldn't be playing 40k. But that got me into thinking. <laughs> Keep it together, Danny. It's I'm a trying. Show. I'm trying. I'm doing um, my fucking best. He ruined the Demons Codex with his. Well, because of the art. Yeah. Uh, don't get me started. We'll, we'll, we won't start that conversation because Save it's one it we've had before. for your anti-John Blanche podcast that is every third It's my Wednesday. solo project. It's yeah. a solo project. It's called Blanche's No. <laughs> <laughs> but it got me thinking, okay? I mean, GW's done a really good job kind of celebrating the community and like the Warhammer Heroes Awards going out. Sure. And kind of like celebrating kind of leaders in the community. But it had me thinking. Or people who just get the most votes. I mean, they're well deserved. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think they're well yeah, deserved. Dave's not Dave's not bitter at all. I mean, that's that's I didn't get, that's I didn't get blatantly clear. But I nominated the shit out of John. Every, I have I paid five dollars to every person that lives in Alaska to nominate John for me. Yeah, no. <laughs> I nominated one other person from our community. Yeah, that was good. What you monster? Yeah, I nominated Nate. Yeah. Oh, that's worthwhile. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so there's a ton of internal people at GW. Um, who I think deserve like a ton of credit, obviously, for bringing sure. GW to where it was today. Um, ever since in the last 20 years or so, they've shifted to a model of um, this was produced by the design studio rather right. than kind right. of like individual things, I think, after the Matt Ward situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ward, Crudence, and uh, where? Uh, Thorpe, honestly, like, and undeservedly for Gav, but like the other two were a little suspect sometimes. Sir, you, but it does throw Gav Thorpe under the bus. I would right never, now? I would never do that, sir. He made my favorite Warhammer book of all time. Um, which book was that? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, it was the seventh edition uh, Dark Elf book for oh, fantasy. Okay. Mm. He wrote that, and it was a fucking masterpiece, and broken as shit. But it was a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> Wait, there it is. It. There okay. we go. Okay. <laughs> but what? like, it was so it won every game. It, no, it had so many <laughs> cool choices and combinations. Never like, lost for two years straight. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What else is new? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, mm. Danny's a peak, peak, yeah, peak ego right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so we we moved away from that because what started happening. Was there would be like an announcement like, oh, there's a new Tyranid Codex coming. And people would be like, yay. Who wrote it? And then <laughs> Crudus is writing it. Fuck. Uh, and this is like before yeah. any rules, models, like anything was announced. Like people would just start shitting on things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so then GW as a company moved to created by the, the design studio. Which, which is the way they should have gone from which the Which makes start. fucking sense because, yeah, there's like when you're dealing with our community. There's a lot of egos involved. 
there's a, a lot of, and man, if, the, if you think I'm talking about you, I'm not because you're a wonderful listener, but there's a lot of small people that get to be big personalities and big people within this community. And that brings out the worst in some people. So when they're, they're hearing, you know, oh, I have an opinion of this. Are we doing this intervention right now? Shit. Danny, <laughs> we asked you here. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you guys know what I mean, right? No, Dave, I don't want to. I can't exactly. stop right. myself. It's like it's it's like it's a weird level that you get kind of from from fandom from 40K. It does. You do. Uh, and it, you, you really do. And it's not just necessarily 40K, but it, uh, Age of Sigmar and any, any of the game systems. If you become good in the game system, next thing you know, you're running a behind the paywall uh, training session for... Uh, because you won an LVO once, you know. Even if you're bad at it and you don't know what you're talking about, you have your own website that and just promotes top ten lists. And you can... <laughs> Do I got to click here to find out? I mean... Yes, Dave, that's yeah, how this all that's works. A, that's how it works. Mm. That's how I get my money. God got damn it. it. Mm. But there, there's a lot of people and a lot of kind of... Um, he doesn't listen. I'm there's a, there's a whole thing about this going on right now, too, where they did some reporting this weekend. I don't know. I don't want to name names directly, but like... Yeah. Rick Priestley. No. <laughs> <laughs> they reported there was collusion at the Beef and Wing GT at the top okay, table. Okay, first off. Wait, okay. Collusion at the Beef and Wing sounds actually sounds delicious. It's, it was Dude, my, I'm sure it is It's delicious. my favorite murder mystery weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that episode of Murder, She Wrote. That I have ever attended. Oh, Angela Lansbury. What a hottie. Mm. But yeah, so so collusion. <laughs> no collusion. No, no. Dave, people, listeners can't see you put your finger in front of your face. Yeah, he's like sitting here looking um, up, thinking hard about Angela Lansbury I mean, and what if, she looks like naked. If we did this in video form, hard about that. it would be hilarious. <laughs> That's seared into my memory forever. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Red knobs and broomsticks, man. Oh, man. Oh. Mm. <sighs> so hot. Um. Anyway. But yeah, there's a, there's a ton of people... Who have and, and do work for GW that deserve a ton of credit for getting kind of 40k Absol- to where it is absolutely. now. Absolutely, we, we live in this Ray, kind of gold Ranfield. We we live in this golden age, and what we'll are we get doing to them. right now? Are we talking about them? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm still I setting up. That, that's I thought fine. I just needed to start screaming names. I, I know I told Jonathan you, Jonathan England. I know that I told you that I wasn't editing, but that doesn't mean you can just derail me later. <laughs> <laughs> right away. I mean, that's exactly. What so that <laughs> to be honest, Dave probably we probably owe Dave a couple of derails. That's fair. Like, we do we, it to him a lot, constantly. <laughs> fair, yeah, very fair. Um. I can't even remember what I was saying anymore, Dave. So good job. That's quality. <laughs> ruined it quality, quality derail. All right. So that's the end of this segment. Yep. <laughs> and for mob rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were yeah. talking about. Oh, so no, what I'm saying is we're, we're at a place now. We're on almost on the second, on the 17th of June. It's going to be the second anniversary of 8th edition, which is crazy to think that it's only yeah. been two years. Oh my God! It's I, been a are you fucking kidding? whirlwind. You, for me, it's crazy to think it's actually been two years. Right. So, and we we have this great kind and of all of the codexes. It still feels. Been released. It still feels super new. It does, doesn't yeah, it? It does yeah. because they keep editing it and they keep making changes that make the game change, which brings it back to being and giving that new feel because you have to relearn how to do what you're doing, unless you're you know playing the exact same list from the start and just not care about it. So, Adam, no, <laughs> um, but. 
Like, so it's been two years. Uh, we have this great addition. We have this uh, appearance of GW being this great interactive company. They're reaching out more. They're advertising stuff coming out. They're, they're kind of treating White Dwarf as like a serious thing. They're, they're taking feedback and kind of making these changes. But it didn't just arrive there overnight. And kind of there was many, like almost, it's almost, there's been a black ship of creative people going to the golden throne of GW to, to sacrifice themselves for the, for the, the continuing of Warhammer 40K. If I may... Uh, you may steal a, another UK type reference. It's it's almost as though the uh, GW chocolate factory uh, previously, and then they put out some golden tickets, and now Charlie has won the chocolate factory and is running the GW chocolate factory perfectly well for us and giving us everything we want. Yeah. Instead of the for old- our Australian uh, listeners, a translation would be crikey. <laughs> that, no, that's it's it? that's all right. No, it's actually didgeridoo. <laughs> <laughs> did you read oh, no, don't you did you read don't <laughs> um uh, oh, boy, oh no God. dave i did you read do no. but yeah so so dave so who, who is someone <laughs> that you say is kind of integral to, to warhammer Forty Thousand so, being where it is now when you broached this subject sure. when you were talking you about integral the- <laughs> no i <Okay>. don't <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was still speaking Australian. It's hard to get back <laughs> okay, from that language. <laughs> um, when you broached the subject of this in the chat, you're like, hey, 1,500-point Necron list, you need uh, flayed ones. And I went, God damn it. And then you said, oh, and also, we and then we started talking about John Blanche and who other people could be that influenced. I went to that same era. Now, are you wanting people that are newer than that? Because if so, I brought the completely wrong book. You know what? I want anyone. I mean, it doesn't True. matter. It's this is like it's it's Warhammer's been around for for about what thirty five years now, thirty thirty five years. Um, thirty nineteen eighty three, nineteen eighty three. So yeah, thirty six years. Well, eighty seven is the first printing of the uh, Warhammer forty k Rogue Trader rulebook. But so, f- fantasy has been around for longer. So there's yeah, been a it wasn't, lo- it wasn't full on fantasy though, Danny. But, but, I mean, there's there's been a lot of people involved and a lot of kind of hands to kind it, of get It was us more there. models to, that you could use to play fantasy with, uh, but it really was designed more towards just being like standoff models to use in your D&D games because during that time period they were sculpting models for that. Sure, but they did have rules to go along with the game that they produced. Rules that were provided for free to sell the miniatures. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, I definitely have a book that's... Older than yeah, Rogue I have Trader. a book too that's older than Rogue Trader, Danny. I'm fucking it's called, the years old. Right. Okay. It's called the Bible. Right, it's called the Bible. You son of a bitch! It's a first edition. Thank you. It's handwritten. Dear eight pound five ounce baby Jesus. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Sorry, so let's talk about your idols, Dave. Your yeah. contemporaries, even just one of them. Just well, because you listed off a bunch of people, um, and then so people to me that other than John Blanche that helped bring us into forty two. <laughs> um, so I, I owe a lot to Rick Priestley. Sure. Because I mean, I think the entire company does for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's the one that wrote and got us all started down the path. John Blanche's art is amazing. And let's be honest, not a lot of people might've picked up the book if it hadn't, you know, wouldn't have picked up rogue trader if it hadn't been for uh, John Civic who did the cover art for it. That fantastic last stand iconic picture. It's a good picture. So, I mean, that's that's people that I think that are, are important. But, like I said, those are old, older, long old. In fact, I think 
I think they might all be dead. In fact, I was surprised mm. to hear that John Blanche was actually still alive the other day and painting with contrast. Uh, Rick Priestley actually uh, still works for GW. He's two hundred percent dead, I believe. He's oh, really. Yeah. I thought he had his own company. I thought he did Warlord. A few, of the, a few of them left. I think um, but, uh, for some reason uh, the twins, the Perry twins, left. Oh yeah. man! Oh no, Those he left guys. in two thousand ten. Also, also iconically, the Perry twins were on my list of people yeah, because their sculpts are... brought amazing <clears throat> models to life. I remember reading the White Dwarf where one of them lost a hand in a tragic cannon reenactment. Yeah, accident, yeah. And then learned to sculpt with his other hand. What a fucking badass! And got better than he was before. Yeah, yeah. seriously. So he had like a miniature hook, like hand, like apparatus that he could hold sculpts with. Yeah, I just. First off, that just seems like gaming the system. I mean, if you don't have shaky hands, because you've got a nice stare, you know, you steady, have a, a nice steady stump. You got a tripod stop. <laughs> I'm, it should, I shouldn't laugh. That's tragic. But uh, I mean, think about it. It's the difference between holding, Man. trying to paint a model with your hands versus having a uh, Citadel butt so, plug. So, you know, <laughs> we can we can only go so far, Dave. Sometimes you fly as close as you can to the sun, and you don't. Your wings don't melt. You fall and die. Thanks, but, not Icarus, or, I guess. Or you don't stick your hand in the can. Well, I mean, I mean, we don't, none of us were there. We don't know the exact scenario. He could have been running to stop the shooting of the sure. can because it was going to blow up a baby yeah, or something. Or he, or he you plugs know. it up to stop it from you know what's like, crazy? hitting a bunch of people. I don't know. Yeah. I you remember know reading either. that White Dwarf where they announced it. And yeah. I was like heavy into Warhammer Fantasy at the time. And like I had a Bretonian army and I'm like, shit. Because <laughs> they were both really good sculptors as right. well, but the like the quality he's pulling out—it's like that. Uh, was it the Megadeth drummer? No, it was a Death Leopard's drummer. Yeah, oh, you mean the drummer with a, with only one arm? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. relearned and you know, like the amount of dedication it takes to do that. But yeah, yeah amazing. He those two were really integral, I think, to fantasy development uh, and kind of the the modern fantasy look up until it got Age of Sigmarized. Sure. Yeah. And, no, and I agree with that because they, they were heavy in the Dogs took, of War stuff, right? Yeah, yes. they did a lot of the humans. I, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't really care for the dogs of war stuff that much. But oh then, man, it was good. Well, I, yeah, I think the the sculpt sculpt wise, I prefer my models to be a little uh, less busy. And and I've said this before. Like I okay. I purposely leave off tons of extra pouches and other shit like that off of models when I'm converting them up or building them, just because I just don't feel like you need to carry your entire life story with you into battle. Now, fantasy that not necessarily, you know, this is 40K, so after battle, you're either alive or you're dead, so you go back to the place you got all your shit and call it a day. Whereas fantasy, yeah, you were campaigning around the world for a while, I got that. It was also the reason that I played undead in that, because skeletons didn't have shit. Hey, I'm going to throw one out here real quick. Mm-hmm. This is a, Danny, you'll, you'll probably get this one. Warwick can raid. Oh, yeah. That guy had really spiky hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Warwick, um, <laughs> he wasn't with GW for like a super long time, looks like. He he mainly worked with Forge World. He was responsible for the first three or four Imperial Armor books. Which is um, cool. Which is cool. I mean, and that's that's a big deal. He kind of brought these miniatures and kind of helped with the, the first little growth of Forge World. Left to do bolt action. That's kind of... Admirable. Yeah, that's admirable. Good it's, it's a good game system. Um, but he was kind of one of the ones responsible for kind of bringing Forge World away from... Armor cast, you know, yeah, or well, kind of things like that. Armor cast is where it's at, dog. Well, for need sure. Me, I need me oh, a yeah. Falcon grab tank for sure. But right. it's like Forge uh, World went through the same journey. That so bad. 
they went through the same kind of journey that GW Ugh. did, where like they started uh, GW with 40k, like Rogue Trader, and then Warhammer 40k with the second edition. We see the armies kind of getting bigger and bigger and bigger, uh, and kind of the focus on larger units rather than kind of singular models. We see kind of Forge World make this same journey at this uh, when it starts to kind of where it progresses. We go from them just kind of making these super heavy tanks and giant models to kind of starting to produce units and, and rules and kind of things like that too. I mean, um, bad rules, but still, it's well, no, not well. There, there's some Most unique of their challenges. Rules are bad. Okay, let's be honest. They they don't synergize well with a lot of stuff. John, Danny can't have any booze. All right? I tried to catch it with my mouth and up. I failed, John. <laughs> John I threw it on him, fell. but yeah. So, so Warwick and can raid. Uh, that would be my first one there. Danny, why don't you uh, tell us some stuff? Um, so, my pick, if I were to pick somebody, uh, would be Just Goodwin. Yeah. So, Good like choice. his, uh, so many of his sketches and stuff for so many years have actually become models. Either he sculpted them, or somebody else has sculpted them, based on his sketches or his ideas, and he's been responsible for like the best model ranges that games workshop has ever produced in my opinion which ones are those uh so the dark eldar model range like he was he was heavily responsible for that total redo and the redo on those models is unbelievably good when you say uh did you say dark elves or dark eldar dark eldar okay so from super super spiky bladed armor panels to not super super spiky well i mean he designed the first ones too but like the the re-sculpts were all smooth and like sharp with without just everything has a spike on it like it's right um, like a like a shitty christmas tree or like i was gonna say well this is gonna sound offensive but like like a 10 year old designed it Oh, I'm gonna make this model, and he needs all these blades on him so he can slice and slice them. I just think he was designing it, and but then I, I, he and took I'm it not, in for approval, and they were like, "More spikes." And so, then for for so he a, put a he put a spike on each hip for a joke. He was like, "Yeah, here's fucking eighty spikes," and the guy's like, "Perfect." He's like, "Wait, no." Well, oh, and they had different and then his head. I can't wait to redesign these in twenty years. Well, like, and the sketches for the original models look different than the models that they actually produced because they had a different sculptor. Like, he didn't sculpt those models. No. So, like, I think still to this day, Jess Goodwin is kind of one of the concept artists for, yeah. for GW. He or, does. He does so much work for figuring out like what the new look is is going to be of various things. So, yeah, like he's he's high in my mind uh, as being really influential. Um. Yeah, yeah, I would say I'm gonna, for the look and feel of the company. You know what? I'm going to throw another one out there for look and feel. Adrian Smith. Okay, Adrian Smith. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's a pretty good artist, right? That's he's an artist, right? That's not the guy. That's not. That's the, the org guy. He re- oh, so I believe I believe it's Adrian Smith. He he redesigns the org range. It's, uh, God, no, it, it's somebody different. I think, man. Sorry. No, it's a problem. Look it up there. Well, we'll do. I mean, he did great art too, um, but. I, I thought it was Adrian, but one person redesigned the orc range. Um, for this, for October or for? No, no, for, for, for when the when the boys kit came out. So I think it's like fourth edition or something. Mm-hmm. And it moved. Third, to, third. Th- third edition. And it went away from, really? Oh, shit, it's 20 years old? Yeah. Anyway. Dude, yeah. Uh, they, they moved away from Those being orcers. these right. kind of campy clowns or, or kind of like jesters or kind of ridiculous I, orcs. I liked the ridiculous orcs, but okay. But it, it wasn't fitting kind of with the tone of the game and as it was moving because you had these kind of murder sex perverts versus uh, Dark Angels and the Dark Eldar versus Dark Angels box, right, for third edition. And you're, you're creating and crafting was this it, world and it's growing. Was it Dark Eldar or Dark Angels? I thought it was still Ultramarines for... Um, the third, yeah, the was, third edition was, box was... 
Uh, uh, Dark Eldar versus, versus Ultramarines. Yeah, but but anyway, it was kind of like you have like these now these like like pervy sex like kinky pleasure people you know and it's kind of growing and evolving and then you look over here and you have like a grot hitting a rocket a bunch and oh maybe it'll it just it took it away from the campiness so some of it's still there like if you look at the shock attack gun model like even the the, the, the new one even the older one right where the redesign where it came out in the fine cast oh no you, you got to go older than that I've, i i had a metal shock attack one. sure but it's kind of the even like the little details like some of the camp is still there so you have like the the, the snotling bag still and you have all the other things like that on the model but it's kind of it's bigger it's it's beefier it's more brutal um even the old fine cast mega knobs are, are, are kind of more square in the chin um and it, this came really from the fantasy orc redesign where like you had kind of a really great uh metal war boss on a an old war bike and you had all these orc redesigns coming and it was a more gritty kind of reimagining which i hate in movies but love in models See, see, fantasy orcs were always more serious. I mean, they were still kind of... I think it was Brian Nelson. Brian... Fuck. Sorry, Brian Nelson. It was Brian Nelson. Not Austin Smith? No, no. Whoever you Adrian said. Smith. Adrian he Smith. Was, he, Adrian he Smith the did the art. Worked, I thought Adrian Smith was like the war boss. And like he helped design the rules for the uh, third edition orcs to make them like actually fighty instead of like Probably. just guard stats. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, you, Brian Nelson, your son, now it's in my head. Man, it's just, oof, if we ever prove that we don't know what we're talking about, this is the segment well, to do it. Well, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, Danny I and I yeah, haven't yeah. been wrong yet. So. For sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Danny's sure. even corrected me, so it's even better. Um, but yeah, Brian Nelson, he brought that kind of grittier style to orcs and kind of helped advance the range past the, it made it kind of more Matrix, less some other shitty movie. Oh. Yeah. More Matrix yeah. One and less Matrix like, Three. Yeah, when yeah, because his orcs are super iconic for oh, the yeah, whole yeah, range. Yeah. Like right now, if you look at an orc, and if you were to ask someone who's been playing the game a while, what is one of the most iconic orc models? Don't everybody run out and fucking ask me. Okay, ask him. Ninety percent of the time, it's going to be a Brian Nelson model. Yeah, or at least it was based on, or that. yeah, or it's based on or inspired by. Like Brian, the new Auric range is is a different sculpt is are different sculptors, right? But, but those faces are Brian Nelson faces. They're elongated. They're yeah. His footprint is going to be on Auric or Orcs for a long, I think long time. More of a boot print if it's on Orcs. That's <laughs> fair. So one of my favorite artists is uh, Wayne England, mm. and he did. Did all- I scream that name earlier? Uh, maybe you, when I was trying to derail John. Oh, maybe. I don't know. You successfully derailed John. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. One of your favorite artists. Or I could talk England. about Mark nope, Gibson, nope, too, because he's another one of my favorites. Um, no, so Wayne England. Wayne England does these like really hard line drawings, but they're in all of the old uh, like uh, army books and codexes and stuff like that. And he did all of those little, I don't know if you remember them, but like when they would break up paragraphs in some of the old books or mm-hmm. page ends and stuff like that, there'd be like a little like heraldic design on like a shield with some crossed weapons or something like that. And they'd have like these really sharp, like straight lines on them. And he did all of those ones. He's like some of the coolest artwork. Um, and he recently passed away. I'm pretty sure last year. Yeah. Which is, which is too, which is a shame. And then along with him, um, uh, Gibson did so many cool, uh, cool pieces of art, um, and Wayne England did magic cards too. I think. Oh, yeah, so that's that's I so think that's like I, the I third edition Chaos Space Marine Codex 
has this picture of a dude with like a rotten or like a rotten face. Like he's all like, he looks diseased and a little mutated and like, yeah, that's flamed. It's kind of like the, the iconic chaos space brain cover. Totally. I think that in my mind, that's, yes, that's the picture of them. Yeah. I, that's who I always imagine as Fabius Bile when I when somebody says Fabius Bile, and I know that's not Fabius Bile. By oh lot, yeah, but. and then he's got that picture of the the great unclean one, like that looks like so fucking cool. Yes, <laughs> uh, is that the one from the? Um, so oh no, okay. His great unclean one art. Uh, I remember being in White Dwarf when they released the quote unquote new greater demons, and they oh, were slowly yeah. releasing kind of the metal ones. Like man, look how cool this is. It was like a little $60 styrofoam box, like pieces of lead you'd have to weld together to hold in place. But mm-hmm. that's kind of the art that, that kind of inspired or got inspired by them there. I, I completely agree. It, uh, it's got, sorry, I got distracted by the Rogue Trader book. I'm flipping through it. How, how dare I'm you? All, I'm seeing all the old <laughs> art and it's just it's really taking me back. Sorry. Oh, hey, well, there's some cool stuff in there, right? We should, hey, I'm going to throw one out here. Go for it. Uh, Matt Ward. Oh, wow. Okay, interesting. Okay. Uh, He's a very, now, decisive man. Yeah. I got the right one, though, because everyone hates him still. Um, <laughs> but he totally ruined Warhammer Fantasy for me for like six months. So He, he did. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing, right? Matt Ward, love him or hate him, a lot of stuff gets focused on how bad he, like the bad stuff, right? Um, at times he can write okay things. Sure. For, absolutely. You're right. Right. At, at times he can write really balanced rules. Listen, I think the issue was, was he fulfilled his briefs to exactly what he was told to do. So, so one of, one of the, the things it brought up, right. was the space brain codex where it was kind of redefined. The ultramarines were with the fucking best, and all other ones follow them, and they're all looking up to them. Like, you know, people look at little anime girls. They're just in awe of the Ultramarines and how great they are. And you know that comes from a place of a boardroom where, like, yeah, we have, like, too many pots of Ultramarine Blue. Uh, just go make them make them great. And he hands in his draft, like, oh, that's great. You did exactly what we told you to do. Yeah. That's where I see that kind of stuff coming through. The other contribution he made is because literally of him, there's... No writer credits on codexes anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. Well, him and credits, because people bitched about that term in codex so fucking hard. Let me get this straight. (laughs) Sure. You're attributing Matt Ward as a a classic, essential member of the 40K universe because he did exactly what he was told, even whether or not it was good or bad. (laughs) I'm going to tell you. Hold on. Hold on. So basically what you're telling me is that he's literally just a, an act. He's, he could be the best writer on the face of the planet, but he only does exactly what they want. Trazon. That's a Matt Ward character. Trazon the Infinite. Uh, the world engine for Necrons. Like the stuff he did for the Necron Codex, like fluff-wise, great. I mean, did he make them space tomb kings? Yeah. But honestly, that's way more interesting to me than kind of a random thing like that. Castle and Crow. That, that's another yeah, Matt. He's, he's pretty cool. That's another Matt Ward. Even though that codex was a fucking abomination. That 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 part was cool. Uh, and there, you know what? That's why, <clears throat> excuse me, in my opinion, that's why Grey Knights suck right now. 
is because of that codex. They used like to be they so still, good. They still suck because that codex was so broken. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> I'm. I'm not even kidding. They're still paying for it. Are you? Are you telling me that GW is holding such a grudge for how broken it was that that's why they got re- slapped recently in the in the FAQ for no reason whatsoever? Maybe like, knights. Boom. Slapped. No, it wasn't a slap. On- boom. Slapped. It wasn't a slap oh, yeah. on them. And we fucking took down Grey Knights again. <laughs> well, it's an indirect. It's an indirect nerf because they were nerfing other stuff in other books. Right. It and just happened that Grey Knights follow some of those same rules, so they yeah. had to keep them consistent, which is great. They should be doing that stuff. And it's, I think it's like how Tau got good again by staying exactly the same. Matt oh, Ward changed. Chapter approved. They dropped a bunch of points. Yep. And their natural predators in the environment went away. It did. But Matt Ward Isn't for there a Predator just tons of bolter fire? The Castellan. Oh yeah. The, that is their everything's <laughs> natural predator. I was gonna say that's the that was like the, the Apex, Apex T Rex, yeah. Well that they nerfed that, they nerfed Doom, Jenks, um all of that stuff like contributed to that like town not being as good. Mm-hmm. So That's what I'm saying is And Yanari's gone. All right, Yanari's so, gone. So what I'm saying is is the Tau while doing absolutely nothing, I mean, even if they hadn't nerfed him in points or uh, uh, dropped them in points, what I'm saying is Tau became a top uh, medium to top tier army simply by just staying the same. Pretty much, yeah. Because everything else around them got worse. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. But anyway. We're off track. That's Who fine. wrote the Tau Codex? He's my fan. I'm... I, this current edition of the Tau Codex. The GW design team. Well, yeah. that, that's who I'd like to nominate for this one then, for bringing Tau back from But I would say, like I said, for all the good Matt Ward does, like the, like I said, Crystal and Crow, the, the Necron, Tigger background, the, the, the stuff about the world engine. Don't you mean did? Because doesn't he not work for GW anymore? No. Well, you're right. He doesn't. But but for all the good he did he and all the good them. he brought, um, it's kind of completely negated by... Things like breaking Warhammer Fantasy so bad you needed a new edition to fix it. Yep. Um, and people kind of, yeah, uh, Blood Angels and Necrons being friends, honestly, is interesting to me. That's... Stop. That, no. that is. That's that's an interesting... Listen, I, I'm with John Mildly on this. The, the fact uh. that I... You know what? The enemy my enemy is my friend. I could see that once, but not like the bro f- high five... Well, I mean, that's you know, what the art was depicting, but like just the the come on, the man. Necron is a power bottom, and the Blood Angels <laughs> doesn't a power even top. need to be they're a just, thing. But like, then why? Because they're both stuck in that set. But anyway, the the carving hit Mortarian's name on his heart. Uh, that was a that was a little. So, like I said, the, the good sisters that, of battle slaughter. The good things that he does. <laughs> Wasn't that are, a wrestler in the WWF back in the day? <laughs> no, that's that's Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, Dave. that's close. Sar- Sergeant of battle slaughter. Okay. Um, so like Sister the superior it's the, the problem is the good that he did is overridden by the fact that when he did good, he did really good. But when he did bad, he did really, really bad. So he was a teeter totter mm-hmm. for sure. But without he was him way up or he was fucked without him, we wouldn't be where we are here. That's true. We wouldn't be at your kitchen table. No, probably no. not. He's your daddy. What else you got, Dave? <laughs> I'd like to end it on that note. Thanks. We'll call it good there. Okay, Danny. Anyone else want to add in there? Um, yeah, I really like. Uh, is it Mark Gibbons? Oh There's yeah, artist. Good choice. He's like got some super classic, uh, like that picture that he has of uh, uh, Asmodee. 
Yeah. Uh, here, I'll show this picture. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so cool Amazing. and still super relevant. Like, looks great. Totally could be in a, Totally could be in the Dark Angels Codex tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, and that picture. Oh, yeah. And the Avatar picture. Man, the Avatar picture made oh. me love the Avatar. Like, his black and white work is amazing. <sighs> so fucking good, man. And it's the same thing as, like, Jess Goodwin's Dark Angel models, as they still fit in today. Like, scale creep, oh, yeah. sure. Like, they seem a little smaller, but they're mm. still very quality models. Yeah, some of the scale creep, they're actually, they're still uh, gorgeous models. Don't get me wrong. But they are decidedly smaller than a lot of stuff. I'm going Asriel needs a new yeah. model super bad. Well, he's getting primary size, so don't worry about God, it. God, I fucking hope so. Yeah. Hey, here's... <gasps> I'm sorry. Whoa. Did you say you hope so? Yeah, yeah of course I do. God, I fucking hope everybody gets primary size. Yeah, me yeah. too. I want it all to be the same. Yeah. I want to get rid of the mini Marines altogether, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. There, there's no place together. for them anymore. Scouts, scouts still fit someplace. No, they're called tactical Marines now. <laughs> <laughs> Only if they get my tax infiltrate. Yeah. Um, I go one I want to throw out here. The Proto Duncan... Uh, Mike McVeigh. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm Mike sorry. McVeigh. Mike a, McVeigh. Yeah, what a great guy. Mike McVeigh was an amazing, amazing painter and diorama creationist. Like almost all of it that is. stuff that you saw anytime that there was something that just where they just wanted to tell a story, it was something he made. So like all of my inspiration in the early days came from Mike McVeigh dioramas and White Dwarf. Like I was really I used the Sears and Robot bra section. Yeah. I mean, each to their own, right? Well, those black and white catalogs, though, Dave. But I'm it's, sure it's like okay. I had no... You could almost see nipples. There was there was no <laughs> Photoshop back then. Like, There's a lot of stuff I didn't have an interest in or, or, or whatever, but then I would read an article with the Mike McVeigh where he was talking about making, I believe it was the Warhammer Quest diorama, which oh, was like yeah. a four or five, like a massive diorama and all of the little things he puts in there. And it just inspired the hell out of me to kind of go out and be like, okay, I can convert stuff. I can do little things like this. Could you imagine having a job? Well, at this point, it's it, it's a like 30 person job or something like that over there at Warhammer world. But can you imagine being uh, where your job is just to get to make cool, amazing dioramas using the models that already exist and painting them up? Cause he made most of them himself for the most part. Like a lot of repositioning. If you look at it, like he made uh, pretty much a sanguinous, he made a uh, Horus, he made yep. an emperor again, scale creep, that little diorama he did <laughs> very iconic based on a great piece of art. Oh yeah. That piece of art. But nowadays, it's kind of ridiculous looking at where we are. Um, but yeah, without Mike McVeigh, like I, I sat as like a teenager making dioramas based on the fact that, I mean, they weren't good. Sure. <laughs> Boy, yeah. weren't no, they obviously. not good. Yeah. But the reason I want to make dioramas and the reason to this day I put an effort into things like display boards is from Mike McVeigh's articles in White Dwarf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, every time I see an empty deodorant can in the trash, I want to make a land speeder out of it. <laughs> when really you should just throw your land speeder in the trash because that's where it belongs anyway. Ooh. That's not your land speeder talents. With the assault cannons? Does anyone else got some people they want to talk about? Uh, I think we've actually named most of the ones that I think are iconic. I mean, if you if you want to go... I, I got one more that I want to do. Is it Andy well, Chambers? I got two more <laughs> that I want to do. Um, in, there, there's several more. So, but yeah. in my opinion... Um, and it, you know, Duncan is, uh, I'm going to say Duncan. Duncan Rhodes has brought a lot to this. He's made um, painting and getting better at painting more accessible by yeah. being a very goddamn likable person. I yeah. mean, like there's, most of the people put on just kind of a, you get that show from a lot of people when you meet them. They're, they're like, oh, got to put them on GW face. 
Duncan is genuinely that guy the whole time. Genuinely he's 20, nice. He's 24-7 that guy. He's the guy that, when he worked in a GW store, would sit down and, and help you work out the painting and stuff and sitting with you and paint for X, X number of hours, you know? Yeah. And it's, I mean, he wasn't as fast as Chris Peach who could just dry brush a freaking model and turn it, you know, into finished in 20 minutes. But he, Duncan brought all that. He, he nailed that kind video. of personality needed for, for that kind of video, right? The Bob, he nailed the Bob Ross. Yeah. The yeah, best way. That's the, accurate. The gentle enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you make a mistake, it's not a big deal. You just fix it. It's no problem. You know? Happy little accidents. That's right. That's how you get chaos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got one. Alan Blythe. Oh yeah, man. Alan Blythe. R.I.P. I was um, waiting. I was yeah. yeah. I was waiting for you to somebody say Alan Blythe. I mean, um, Alan Blythe is why Forge World is as big as it is today. Oh, 100 percent. Alan Blythe wiped out. Is actually. the reason there's plastic contemptors? He's the reason there mm-hmm. was. Uh, Battle for Prospero, the reason anything related to heresy. I'll go so far as to say he's the reason the the heresy novels got as big as they were, or mm. a large point behind it. Yeah. Um, well, they needed it to, to his, tell their narrative for the his story they were telling. Ability to process and manage the the encyclopedia of knowledge needed for that time. His ability to manage Horus Heresy 30k as a game system through the clusterfuck that it was 7th edition rules and is now 30k battles in the age of darkness rules you know what killed me is how much better 30k Horus Heresy was rules wise using oh then 7th the, the yeah. using oh my the same God. rules using the amazing. same rules um, unfortunately with his passing we really saw what an influence he was and I think in a negative way, that's affected the way GW runs its business from there. Sure. Um, because so much was given to Alan and so much was well, trusted in what he did. When you have somebody like that, okay, when you have a quarterback. Right. That, that, or, um, let's see, we got a lot of British listeners. Um, a front uh, striker, uh, uh, football no, no, kicker guy. It's a, a uh, polywagger. <laughs> a polywagger. When, you have, yeah. when you've got a, when it's you've a, got a, it's a, a guy that term, can bend it. It's a hooker, right? Hooker, right? right? Yeah. That's what they call in rugby. When he polywaggles, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, the, the stick it man. The wicket, the wicket man. Yeah, what when about you got a powerful wicket cricket? man. You Is get that the guy who hits the, wicket? the sticky wicket? Sticky yeah. wicket. Sticky. Um, but no, when you, when you have a guy who can take your team just by himself and do everything, you, you let him have it. And, you know, unfortunately, he passed it. He passed away suddenly. So yeah. it, it really. But I think that's informed how they move forward, uh, which is, is sad because I think that's going to limit some people creatively. Um, but, man, the impact he had. Like, I've read interviews with heresy authors who say they go to him to double-check stuff. Yep, or, absolutely. And, like, and they did all that, everything. His influence over Forge World's growth is greater than no one. It's yeah. It was huge. And I've been told a lot, of, like you hear a lot about how great of a person he was in mm-hmm. addition to all that. Like, not only was he an encyclopedic, like having encyclopedic knowledge of 30 and 40K, um, but he also just was like just a super genuinely great human being. Yeah, because so. he, he could have very easily been that, 
Get out of here. I, you know, I don't have to share this knowledge with oh, you. Man, you know what? You know what I mean? I, uh, that's the Snidely Whiplash. No, yeah. not Snidely Whiplash. More, um, More like the comic, comic book, book guy. nerd. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Comic book guy from uh, <laughs> the Simpsons. Simpsons. You want to know about the horse heresy? <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll round it out here, Danny, with the guy you just said. Um, the comic book guy from the Simpsons? <laughs> I mean, I author of second edition. And guide of 40K for 10 to 15 years, Andy oh, Chambers. Man, best guy ever. Sweet, sweet mullet. I heard he sure did, man. <laughs> it was rocking in the in the late, even in the late 90s. Like, it just looked out of place. <laughs> Me as a kid, I was like, man, do people still wear their hair like that? It does when it's your source of power, Hell man. Hell yeah. It's like yeah. Samson like that hair. came before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Andy Sampson Chambers. I heard he's like kind of a badass too, like where people would like approach him at like game stays and he'd tell them to fuck off and stuff because they would be harassing Do him. Do you know while he was uh, playing? When yeah. a young John went to games day in Birmingham, <laughs> I went up and said hello and he said hello back. Oh, nice. It was, was very nice. Oh, clearly cool. talking to like, somebody else. Literally. I can't imagine that young John who went up to him wasn't anything like. No, I remember the so so the game was day, like, hey, what's up? I'm waving at some hot chick behind him. I know we make fun of Dave's age, but this will show my age. The first games day I went to in the UK was the one where they unveiled the full Ultramarine chapter. You for mean the unveiled? First time. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I was speaking Australian again. Um, but yeah, so like the full Ultramarine chapter was there. They had some weird like Gorkamorka racing game. Oh yeah. Sure. Um, they had always had cool games at those. They had always cool games, like just studio stuff. But Gorkamorka. Literally so every good, person so. I met there was great. So yeah, I have no, no complaints. He, he guided, he was responsible for second edition, kind of taking Rick Priestley stuff from the kind of RPG based story based games and making it more of a, a tabletop game um, based on small forces. And, and he had a huge influence until unfortunately I, I believe what happened was upper management at GW sometime in the 2000s went, man, we're spending a lot on all of these tenured rules designers and writers. Let's get rid of them all and replace them <laughs> with Crudis and Ward and, and people like that. I, yeah. Or know. they just got sick of like being told what to do or yeah. have their creativity um, limited. Chambers left. He did a Starship Troopers uh, yep. tabletop game. He did a bunch of other stuff. He worked for Blizzard for a while. Worked for Blizzard for a while. Just great creative person. That really helped, I think, get a really focused direction. Sure. But yeah, that's. I think those are a lot of the unsung people. I mean, we know a lot about they're them. They're not. Most of the people that we named were not unsung. Well, they're not mentioned as much anymore, right? So so right now you get your, your, your Pete Foley's get your shout-outs. Your, your Ray Dranfields are getting their shout-outs. Um, like all, all Tom of your, Walton's. Tom, your... Tom Walton's, like, he brought in... Such the, a good kid. He, he brought in kind of the computer design for bigger models, like, kind of, like, things like that. A lot of that is known and shared because of things like, you know, Twitter, Facebook, we're able... And right. GW just being kind of open as a company. Whereas, you know, back there, like your Jake Thornton's, your Gav Thorpe's, I mean, they're not getting quite as much credit as, as deserved um, oh, for, for that there. Thornton, he did some good fantasy stuff. Tom, or Thomas Piernan or whatever, too. Yep, Thomas Piernan. Who, who um, made the Marauder kit, the uh, Orc uh, Lord on Wyvern? You remember? Alessandro, amazing games designer, did mm. the Mordheim. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So many people. That was chock full of John Blanchard. Yeah. Alessio. Alessio, there we go. Um, Javatoria. Yeah. Amazing. If you guys have anyone else you think we missed or we got names wrong of or yeah. fucked up, let us send know. It, yeah, send us a tw- like tweet tweet about it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people out there who deserve uh, a lot of credit for getting us to, to where we are uh, at my kitchen table. Uh, hashtag Dave screwed up. Uh, hashtag Dave screwed up. Dude, I'm the best. I took first place at another tournament. 
First off, stop with the thunder and lightning. You don't impress me. And second, let me check out the BCP rankings. And I don't see you on there. What? Your TO needs to download the Best Coast Pairings app and run events on it. After the event, the results are uploaded into BCP rankings, and the best part, it's easy and free. But I play multiple game system. No big deal. The BCP app can be used for any game. A ton of events every weekend are using it, from major international tournaments to local stores. And now that it's available on Android devices, you're going to have some serious competition. There can be only one. BCP Rankings is a fun and exciting way to measure how you or your team stack up. No matter what you play, your score goes to an overall ranking. Or compete to be the best in a game, a circuit, a region, or the world. Download the app or visit www.bestcoastpairings.com for more info. Best Coast Pairings. Are you the best? And we're back. Uh, just to round up some things. Uh, like I said, I, I, really, I, I really enjoyed uh, our little up. conversation down memory lane. I, yeah. I learned. I always enjoy memory lane I, I, I enjoyed learning that Adrian Smith and Brian Nelson were different people, even though Brian <laughs> Nelson was like <laughs> literally my favorite sculptor. Uh, oh, he yeah. was, uh, he was the cup, older of the couple. two Nelson brothers, right? What? What? Yeah. It's not a, they're not, there's no long blonde hair, cowboy outfits, eighties rockers. <laughs> no. Thank you for letting me use that. Yeah. Uh, that was... What are you talking about? Twinkle toes. Nelson, literally a band. <laughs> <concert>. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was super good. Uh, so next episode we have lined up getting good, a practical guide. Oh, so I'm out nice. for this one again. No, it's so we can learn Dave. Cause it's positioned to be recorded right before the midnight sun GT, which we're going to both participate in. <laughs> that can't be true. So we're going to learn how to get good. <laughs> that timeline that doesn't line up. We get, we got an episode that airs literally on the. <laughs> I can't be right, John. Oh no, there's one in the middle. Yeah, all right. I was like, Wait, all right, what? yeah, there we go. Yeah, skip but that one. Let's get good. Right, can we get good the episode after that? I will have forgotten how to get good by the GT if we get good that early. But it's our Urban Conquest roundup after that. So. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! Right. Oh, oh, so yeah. So, so, so the next one's gonna be getting good, and the kind of the I think the benefit of it or, or talking about it is just gonna be little tips and tricks you can do playing a game. Uh, to kind of maximize your experience. I mean, to me, getting good, obviously, not just about winning, is it's getting good as making the most out of your time at the table. Because yeah, you fair. you could have this great army list that just rips the shit out of your opponent, just like bends your opponent over and you slowly place his dice up his ass. That's how competitive your army is. Ass dice. But that is not a good experience for anyone involved because no one wants to see you <laughs> shit out dices. of dice. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about how to kind of uh, maximize your game, playing against opponents that you know you don't know, and kind of setting expectations and things like that there. So that, that's kind of what we're going to go over next time. If there's anything else you want us to talk about, um, please suggest that Dave will delete it before we can read it, as Probably. he is akin to do. Yeah, um, This is spam! Uh, John, I, I, I just I just want to say that I did enjoy one of your tweets this week that wasn't controversial. Oh, which one was that? Uh, the having your Titan Captain Morgan is cool and all. Oh man, I'm going to go into just a talking about this Danny episode. style John Blanche rage. But if we ever <laughs> thought of the physics of a 400 ton Titan standing on something, or is the Princeps putting all his skill into hovering slightly above a rhino? Okay, now I want. To think about the fact that in uh, versions of role-playing games, you can do all sorts of building stuff, okay? And that the princeps put all of his 
points into ballet dance, yeah. ball, no like much like dave nimble feet <laughs> twinkle toes put all of his points into twinkle toes and he just no guns on his on his night he's just like whoosh, okay just so like skipping he's got jump jets dude no no jump jets i mean my it's like he's just that good with his walking here's the deal and here's why it bugs me i actually looked up physically looked up in books how much a warhound titan weighs a warhound titan weighs 400 tons yeah okay Okay. okay, there is no way unless you're stepping on a building that is so fucking reinforced that it's like a 30 mile by 30 mile building with 29 mile walls. So it's just one dude in the center that can take that kind of weight and pressure. So what about Angron? Yeah, not that I want to I mean, um, crush your Angron. narrative, John, because <laughs> I really want you to forge your own narrative here. But have you ever given any thought to the fact that Maybe this thing isn't standing so much as actually stepping, but because of where it's paused, frozen in time, it's able to just seem as though it's right before it's crushed. No, nope, because they don't model the foot to look like it's stepping. They model the foot flat on the goddamn rhino or the goddamn <laughs> building. And that's well, maybe not it's how just this works. about to crush yeah, it. Yeah, maybe what, it's what just is about it? What, to if they're just it. like, oh, oh, I'm going to crush it. Oh, I'm oh, gonna I must have I'm missed it. Oh, nope, nope, no, going to crush Oh, am I going to crush you? Nope. I guess I'm not going to crush you. Oh, I'm going to crush you. No. I, I must have missed the, the time that John it. went to GW and got certified in Titan fucking physics over I, here. Yes, Jesus you Christ. did, because you were ill last time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We talked about this, we Dave. Didn't you listen this. to the podcast? No, totally. <laughs> All I know is <laughs> that... I skipped around. Fair. My immersion <laughs> into the reality of 400-ton, building-sized god machines with independent spirits controlled by the mind of, a man, a mind of a man hardwired into it is ruined by its ability to step on a building. And that is not okay. So what you're saying here is that from now on, all Titans either have to be modeled on flat ground or one foot hovering above it, not no, actually so touching it. it. Through it, it would go through the building. Not, not. But what if he's not touching it though? Like, what, what is if it the like, foot is just like I'm a little not touching? I'm not touching. <laughs> it's like a little god. I'm not like, touching you. My ten year old son, like just being like, oh, no, touch that. I'm not touching. I told you not touch it. I'm not touching it. Like, put your fucking finger away. God damn, it makes me angry. You can point out my toilet paper tweet. That one was adorable. I didn't complain about your toilet paper tweet. No, I'm saying you couldn't point that one out as a good one. You have to point out the one that makes me legitimately. I angry. pointed out the one that I. It made me laugh my ass off when I wrote my response to it. Hi, I'm Dave, and I'll be playing a Warlord Titan Princess. Uh, my Warlord Titan Princess put all of his building points into oh, nimble feet. Okay. When he and his Lord of War stride into battle, the crowds always cry, Here come the odd stepper. So, so my... What, what the fuck? Did you just have a seizure? Ba-da-ra. Sure. The episode I decided <laughs> to remove... <laughs> the episode I decided to remove the fucking crickets from the soundboard. Dave uh, goes and tries to rap. I told you I listened to the last episode. You mentioned you were removing the crickets. <sighs> It, it breaks my realism. Okay, okay. In kind of a self-awareness kind of way, <laughs> I realized that me complaining about my realism being broken by right. a, a mind-controlled psychic machine with the spirits of a hundred past drivers is ridiculous. And I know that. Mm-hmm, but when I mm-hmm. see these models and people spend like thousands of dollars on these models... Like, look how I positioned it. Yeah, and they're it's, it's dude, leaning moderately above a building. Yeah, I'm except like, why they're completely happy with it, John. Or you, you have let them forge their own narrative. Forge just your because fucking it, narrative. It doesn't make any goddamn just sense. Be, listen, Einstein. As just a, because E equals <laughs> the Matt MC Ward fucking Warhound. As a fascist, Dave. <laughs> am I the fascist or are you? No, I'm the fascist. I am totally want to tell people how to play the models. <laughs> I know you do. I, like, I really do. That's really dumb. 
Um, <laughs> do you got you got anything else? Because if so, I got one more thing. No, no, I, that, that's all I have. Want to say on that? I'm going to just center myself real quickly. Yeah, um, control your chi, yeah. John. It's getting I'm everywhere. Myself, center. <laughs> got it. Sounds good. All right. So uh, earlier this week, cold open stories dropped. Uh, they are fan driven audio that uh, the oh shit, it's a of, car. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Fan-driven content on the 40K. <laughs> so you just got, wanted to uh, use another button. Fuck, fuck you, John. <laughs> That's what happens when you let him center his chi, Danny. <sighs> Should have just made him stay on the whole time. Yeah. Uh, no, it's 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 fan-created and, and driven. Like they, they have created it. They're paying for it. They're doing it, all fans, uh, acting, the voice in it, writing for it, uh, doing all that stuff. And we... they. They asked us uh, to do some stuff in it. So yeah. go and listen. For and some reason. We responded Danny's to power. the chain email. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we got on there. It was like. Much like GW's review list. We're not quite sure how we got on there. <laughs> or that weird spam. <laughs> we got. <laughs> but uh, you can find them at coldopenstories.com. Um, the first story, actually, I've listened to it all the way through. And I, I freaking like it. It's a nice man. Forty K that, that is a nice website quality quote. I freaking like it. I mean, <laughs> Dave, what do you what do you want from me? I'm I'm in it, so it's you know I don't want to say be like it's the best thing I've ever heard. It's better than sliced bread. I mean, we're not going to get free advertising by saying it's okay. We're not going to get any advertising because they don't have any money. So, no. I mean, they could throw a logo up there. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, cold open stories. It was great fun to take part of. It was. Uh, yeah. um, it sounds great. There's a, a high production value. Coldopenstories.com. Yeah, like not us. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like they all actually use their equipment well for the intended purpose rather than just fucking throwing money at things and they hoping s- it works. They stopped calling when they heard that you'd bought that new board and they were like, oh, that's so cute. Baby's first podcast board. Uh, excuse you, baby's fourth podcast board. <laughs> get it, get it right, bitch. <laughs> Just, anyway, whatever. But yeah, but, uh, yeah, definitely take that listen. It sounds great, Danny. Have you Anthony? You want to plug there? Were you part of some kind of YouTube mini series that you wanted to <laughs> kind of add in at the end? No, it's actually a made-for-TV sci-fi series. <laughs> for the sci-fi channel. That, that makes perfect channel. sense. We, yeah. John and I get asked to do an audio book. Danny's currently starring in, uh, in 40K <laughs> It's G1. a remake of Andromeda Strain, actually. <laughs> it's very No, good. you know what I listened to this week that was super excellent, and I encourage anybody who has a chance to listen to it? Uh, Val Heffelfinger and Peter the Falcon uh, Colosimo. It's Colosimo. I'm sorry, you mean Peter Falcone? Yeah, sure, right. Okay. <laughs> they started they started a podcast on Frontline's uh, stream of podcasts called, uh, it's like, I think it's called 40K Stats. 40K Stats, yeah. yeah. And it's like a sports center S. How do we get ourselves on that Frontline fat cash? Uh, we send them audio of us interviewing the winner of a tournament <laughs> and send it to them. I think, from what I read Don't of their post, that's, that's pretty much what yeah, you do. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, all right. I have professional portable audio equipment. <laughs> <laughs> So mid so interview me at midnight sun okay <laughs> please okay or me dun 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 well yeah why did I really want to enter crickets <sighs> anyway so for mob rules I've been Dave <laughs> and I've been John I've been Danny and we'll uh, see you next time hell yeah later. Yeah.